Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 203rd episode of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you. And um, as I introduce my co-host, you will notice a tad bit of a, uh, a change in our format here. We're still going to talk about wrestling on this show, but we are going to start to incorporate some non-wrestling things, too, because we are multifaceted. We are not, um, we are not one-dimensional, and sometimes... You can only talk so much about wrestling, which we all love. Yeah, um, we all love wrestling, and we do, and that's 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 our main focus here. But like I said, we're going to have some episodes where we're talking about some non-wrestling topics. And before we start, I'll introduce my co-host. My brother Aaron is here. Hello. Sorry about stepping on your introduction there. It's all right. The OG Kyle Army. Oh, yes. And Senior Archie Mitchell. What's up, everybody? I don't know why I ever started calling you senior, but that is your. That is your I don't mind it. Senior, Damian Priest uses senior money in the bank now. I like him, you know. So <laughs> it was very, very upscale and 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 prestigious. Is the senior it, it type? Sounds like a gentleman, but yes. I'm not. I'm farthest <laughs> from it. <laughs> uh, it's like Nate said, because because he and I discussed it um, with the whole branching out and talking about other things. It's like you can only talk about how um awesome randy savage is so much and you can only talk about like how shitty brutus beefcake is so much before you're like we're just repeating right. ourselves so right. branching out talking about some other things and that's what we're doing today and again not again if if, if we decide that you know hey this is a, this is a pay-per-view we really want to review or this is a match we really want to review or this is a topic we really want to cover we'll definitely still this is still a wrestling podcast but just a little variety for you uh, like this week we have a match of the week that we're going to discuss and we are going to talk comedy movies our personal favorite yes. funny movies um here on the we can't wrestle podcast but Aaron, if you want to take us into our match of the week, so you were the one that introduced it to the uh, to the pool here. Yes, it's a match, I believe, from 1989. Mm -hmm. And it is under um, a mixed um, group of, uh, a, a, like a mixed promotion thing. Uh, it's a Japanese promotion, I, I believe, and uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and then AWA together. Um, and they're calling it the, the WWA... Um, international bash 89 um the match we're going to be reviewing is the british bulldogs versus the rock and roll express i don't have a lot of notes about the match itself but um i do have, I have the card some... <laughs> huh i have some notes on it well, that's cool i mean i have notes i'm just saying like i didn't do we're not going to go hold for hold move for move through the match we're just going to talk about it and i got some questions for you guys that's my favorite thing to do with stuff like this is, is find questions but if you guys don't mind, I can run down the card and tell you what these people paid money to see. And it, there's, it's, there was only a thousand people in this building in Kansas City. Really? So you guys want to hear this card? Go for it. All right. Bobby Jaggers beat Rick McCord. So Nate would have been Boo. excited to watch that. Akio Sato beat Curtis Hughes. If you guys don't know who wow. that is or who those are, it's Mr. Hughes. And that's, uh, um, Sato from the uh, Orient Express. Um, Tiger Mask beat some guy named Tommy Sharp. Uh, Tenru beat Bill Irwin. Um, the Funk Brothers beat Doug Summers and Gary Young. Um, Bulldogs versus Rock and Roll that we're going to talk about next. 
Uh, Mike George, uh, who was their champion, defeated Dave uh, Peterson. And then Jumbo Saruta and Yatsu um, defeated Stan Hansen and Terry Gordy. Oh, boy. That was probably this a better show. This was a show that if you look at the card, other than like one match, it's like this is like an amazing card. Yeah. And only a thousand people showed up. Yeah. Well, and this was at a time, this was at a time when really, really, you know, the WWF 89. So you're like two, two and a half years before the WWF had really just put every old school territory out of business. AWA's grasping for straws. They're on their final legs. Um, Japanese wrestling was not a big deal in the States at this time. That's uh, true. WWF and NWA, well, at this point, they are WCW. <laughs> just, they had changed the landscape. And, you know, it's it was gonna, it's going to take a few years for Japanese wrestling to catch on. And like I said, the AWA was fucking... <laughs> they, had, they had a foot in the grave and one on a banana peel at this point, so... Yeah, they were pink room bound. But I mean, you look at you look at modern independent wrestling. You know, you're not saying this was an indie re- wrestling show, but you like I've been to some indie shows in New Jersey, PA, New York. Nowadays, in the last four or five years, that get sellouts with nobody's on the card. So you would have thought in this area that they were in, seeing guys like the Bulldog, Rock and Roll Express, Stan Hansen would have been like, "Hey, we got to go to this." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I hear. I don't want to know. I don't know. A member of the Dark Order from AEW or a guy who was in the WWE now, you know, left two years ago is going to be on the card at an indie show nowadays. I'm like, yeah, I'll go to it. It's only around the corner or it's yeah, only a couple hey. miles down the road. Yeah. Um, you know, Evil Uno. E- appearing. E- I was going to say, Evil Uno and Meat, Sean Stacey yeah. are going to be on the card. Right. You know, <laughs> never know. That's you how he gets up, away yeah. with it. That's how he gets away with it. It says Meat. Sean Stacey. The funny thing is, though, is you never know what kind of match you're going to see when you go to these things. I went to a show about 10 years ago with my son, and it was a, a, a Jersey All-Pro show, and it was their 10-year anniversary. And on that card, I saw Brody Lee and Necro Butcher take on Homicide and Eddie Kingston. Now, 10 years ago, it might have been like, oh, okay, they're, they're, you know what I mean? They're young up-and-comers and whatnot, you know. Nowadays, though, you hear that match, it's like, damn, you saw that? Right. So, well, we went to the Coliseum. We saw Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles. Yeah. There you go. You know, and you we didn't pay very much for it, and it was a fun match. And to your, like you're saying, AJ was a heel at the time, so it was, I'm not coming out to wrestle in front of you fans unless you cheer me. Right. Right. You know. But I guess yeah, just, when was it, this eighty nine? Eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, the fans just didn't care to go out that much. I guess. Well, and and oh, honestly, like, I was just pro- oh sorry. No, I was just gonna say honestly, if you really think about it, because okay, so the, let's say the territory. I'm just gonna say the territories died when World Class folded into USWA. So let's say late eighty eight, right? Territories are officially dead. USWA is the only surviving one, technically Memphis. There's not between 89 and probably like 92 to 93 when the WWS popularity dies off. Independent wrestling wasn't a big thing. 
You know what I mean? Right. Independent wrestling, right. really, to be honest, it's it, that quote unquote independent wrestling was really when, and it mostly a lot of the start on the East Coast, Archie, like the cards were like all of a sudden King Kong Bundy and Nikolai Volkoff are on the card. And right. you see Tom Brandy on, in the results all over the place. That's right. when indie wrestling really started to roll, you know, as, as right. being its own, its own monster. Yep. It's also, I, I agree with you. Um, it's also the only place to like, it really made any money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like on the West coast, there's so much shit to do. You know where we're from. There wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of indie wrestling going on or whatever around us. Um, like that area up there, like New England, New Jersey, New York. That's where it was. That's where those guys all lived too, for the most part. You know what I mean? King Kong Bundy's <laughs> not gonna drive to fucking Indiana for four hundred bucks. But right. um, I and like I said, I wasn't saying like oh like. How do I say it? That's kind of what I was getting at was like the state, the state of the business was like, this is the card that's on there. And only a thousand people showed up to it. Like, right. if, like if you would read that card to somebody now and not even tell them, like, if you would say, how many people do you think showed up to this card? And you read it to them now, they'd probably be like, oh man, that was probably a banger. <clears throat> that probably drew like 8,000 people or whatever. It's like, nope, a thousand yep. people. Right. Well, I'm sure. To and, that. and, 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 only a thousand people showed up and it shows the fact of the fact that I didn't realize that the British Bulldogs fight, fought the rock and roll express to like three months ago when I found this match on the right. internet. Like I didn't even know this happened. I'm glad you found it. Cause it's a fucking cool match. Oh yeah, it is. It's very fun. Um, I, I did put this. So, um, can you imagine Pat O'Connor wrestling in this match instead of being the ref? That's what it is now. Yeah. You know? and, and like I said, I mean, yeah, he's 65, but fuck, I've, I've, I've seen DDP. I've seen Undertaker. Like, Sting. St- Ricky you Steamboat know? just made a comeback. He's you on know? TV every week. I really like what they did with Pat O'Connor, and I really like what they did with Johnny Valiant in this, where, like, this is how you use legends and stars. Right. Like, have why we do not have Booker T on commentary for tag team matches, I will never understand. Why can't you bring in the Honky Tonk Man for intercontinental matches? Or, you know, you can bring these stars in where they can talk to you about what it was like to be in the ring. And mm-hmm. This is where I'll disagree with you slightly, Kyle, though. Have you heard Booker T on NXT lately? <laughs> I Well, I'm not supposed to say you know, you don't do it every week, but like for Mania, yeah, he's atrocious. Our, 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 our Archie and I had this conversation, I think, last time before we were about to yep. record the Soprano show. I like Booker T, and I, I'm sorry, I don't want to get off, panel. off the topic. As a panel, I like, I like, yeah, I like Booker T when he's on like that pre show, mid show panel format. He's good in that, but then, and to what you were saying, Kyle, for a tag team match. Yeah, bring him in, let him do some commentary, right. talk about being a tag team wrestler. But a whole two hours on NXT, it's insufferable to it's listen atrocious. to. But and and I love him. I love Booker. But and like, lately, Honky's been a bit salty since they broke his record. The last well, week, he's been bitching about Gunter breaking his record. Well, so. I, but I mean, you have Brian James. Why can't Brian. he talk about tag exactly. team? I, I agree with you on that. No, I, I, there is a way to use legends. Not the way they usually use them by 
parading them out, having them get their ass kicked and then taken out on a stretcher or how, whatever have you. It, it, it's weird the way that they use legends nowadays in every company. I just say it was nice to see two teams who were coming into their own. And it's like right. the, the focus was put on them. And exactly. yes, they had stars from yesteryears there, but they were on the outside, the peripheral. They didn't need to be. There's a reason why at WrestleMania 1, you didn't see Bruno San Martino like teaming with Hulk Hogan because, like, we need new now. This is what. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. I agree. And and you mentioned Johnny V on commentary. Johnny V also uh, joined the con- the play by play man for this uh, for this match is Carmine the Spirito, who is a member of our Facebook group. So, awesome. um, Carmine is the play by play guy here. Did a very and, good uh, job too. Like it was, I, I I wanted to seek out this show because of this. Like it was super fun. It's also, and I don't, I don't want to step on your toes, Aaron, because this was your match you suggested. But it's also, it's also fun. Like you, like you said, I don't have like uh, Matt or uh, what do I say, play by play notes or anything to the match. But one of the most fun things about this match was watching. And I know, I know he was a heel later on. Obviously, we all loved him to death. But um, watching the Bulldogs be essentially wrestle as the heels in this match. They wrestled as the aggressors. Yeah. And it was, and, cool, and that's, it was that's, cool to watch that. And that's well, in my notes. Um, Dynamite Kid was a fantastic fucking heel. Okay. Davey wound up getting there, you know, but like <laughs> before he got to the WWF, like when Dynamite was in Japan or he was with Stu or doing whatever, he was a heel a lot and he was fantastic at it. And I think it's a shame that it never got to happen in the WWE or the WWF. I think it would have been fantastic there's for them a, to like a, turn heel and be with be with somebody, you know. There's a it would have been great where Robert Gibson goes for a sunset flip and like fucking <laughs> then my kid just fucking punches him in the goddamn face. He's just like, fuck you, bit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the story they tell is like at first it's like Hey, we respect each other, but then both teams start to kind of do some heel of shit to kind of get the upper hand. And but yeah, go ahead. And that was and that, and that was the kind of heel dynamite was too. Like he wasn't like you know, um, like a flashy like you know like Ric Flair or Ricky or Rick Rude type heel or whatever. He was like a like a small like like a small pit bull, even though he's a bulldog. But you know what I mean? Like he was like, he, was he might be small and he might, be, but he's, he's, a, he's like, he's a little aggressive, little fucking, he's going to always come at you never stop and just beat the shit out of your guy. And it's, it's not, like, it's not, it's not he necessarily, looked, he looked, sorry, I was just going to say, it's not necessarily the same gimmick, not necessarily the same gimmick, but it's the same thing. Obviously, their person. I'm getting up to a point. Their personalities are different, but it's the same thing as Taz or Jamie Noble, that little bulldog. Yeah, yeah, little bulldog asshole. And then you have fucking. And he look, and he, and he looks so cool, and he like he had his head shaved, and, and he just looked like a little like a little prick. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. anyway. And then you see Davey do that fucking uh, gorilla press slam. And you're just like, no wonder this dude's fucking money. And then that was the other thing. I, 
I would not be taking a fucking bump out to the goddamn floor without mats. Like that <laughs> hard ass floor. Can you imagine that shit? Oh, guys used to do that shit all the time. Oh, fuck. Ugh. I don't think there was mats till Vince. Yeah, I, I could never understand when people would like you hear criticism. I'll go back to the bingo hall or the gymnasium. Dude, it hurts there. It's right. You're not you're not exactly sending me to a place I want to go to. It's not I'd like I'd like to not need a wheelchair when I'm 35. Right. Yeah. right. I think it was I think it was I don't think anybody used floor mats until Vince and I think he just did it for aesthetics. Right. To make it look blue Honestly. on the outside of the room. <laughs> Speaking of aesthetics, can I can I point this out now? It pisses me off when I see a special guest referee in a match without a referee shirt on. It is a little, yeah, it is a little weird. It looks like, like they're just like, hey, Pat, you want a referee? He's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I w- I'm surprised he didn't have like, um, you know, I mean, I'm thinking of guys in like the 70s and 80s, but I'm surprised he didn't have like a pack of cigarettes in his pocket. That's the other <laughs> you thing. Know, he's in his shirt pocket. <laughs> Why is it probably did have a special guest referee they turn into a bumbling fucking idiot? Like, this is Pat O'Connor. Like, he should know all the tricks. I mean, hell, they named tag team tournaments after this guy. It's pro wrestling. It's pro wrestling. A a referee will be like, like they'll have Shawn Michaels as your special (laughs) guest referee, and he gets like an elbow to like a like a like a random elbow to the side of the head, and he's down for three minutes. (laughs) But see, that's the good thing. But if he's in a match and he gets, if he's in a regular match and he gets elbowed and it's his match, he just he goes down and he pops right back up. But no, yeah, yeah. Or so in, the eye in this match, he's down for five minutes. Right. It's wrestling. Wrestling. Getting right back up. Um, Johnny V says some funny things. Yes, um, he asks about where Matilda is, and uh, um, Carmine's like he doesn't know, and he implies that maybe they put him to sleep. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> He calls Ricky Morton Ricky Martin like seven I, times. I don't know I if you guys that, noticed I wrote, that. I, I wrote that down. Jimmy Valiant. I don't know if he's Ricky saying Morton, it. Jimmy Jimmy Valiant thinks Ricky Morton's name is Ricky Martin. I wrote that down. Like I don't. I was trying to figure out if he was saying it or if it was just his dialect or whatever. But I'm like, he said I, he slipped up and said Ricky Martin a couple of times. I I well, don't uh, think I don't think Ricky Morton would have worked in Menudo though. <laughs> Yeah. And he also uses the term queer street like three times. <laughs> He's on queer street. And he makes fun of the big no fat cameraman. And, but to his defense, like, like, though, in 89, that was allowed. You heard I know, but I'm just saying. And wrestling, you know what I mean? Oh, I know. I'm just saying it's fun watching shit on YouTube sometimes because mm-hmm. I guarantee if this match was on the network, they would bleep out queer street. Oh, without a doubt. You know what I mean? And then it's funny because there's like the point in the match where they're doing just like they're doing their resting because they got to go 30 minutes, you know. So they take a little bit of a little bit of a rest hold break. And um, um, Johnny V, I think, gets bored because he starts he starts he starts roasting the cameraman. Well, and that's the thing about it. Like the crowd gets bored. You can tell like and that's how such pros they were, because it's not a long after they you see like the law that like they realize they need to pick it back up. And I actually, one of my notes that I wrote down is it's not in any way, shape, or form saying this match is bad because it is really good. That uh, Spoiler alert, folks. It goes to a time limit draw. But I wrote down, instead of 30, they should have made it a 20-minute match. Yeah. Because there, there is a lot of downtime that didn't need to be there. 
No, because once five minutes hits, it it fucking kicks off, and that yes. crowd live and i mean i could not have asked for a better five minutes of wrestling beautifully done and this is this is bad back dynamite too you know what i mean so it's not like it's not like he's at the peak of his his conditioning like this is him on the he held his own he had his speed i know i'm not oh he did i know i know you ain't criticizing him i'm just saying for a guy with a bad back and all of his demons he made the Rock and Roll Express look like they were off their game a little bit. You know what I mean? They were they weren't as. Yeah, I mean that dude was that, that dude's a once in a lifetime talent and. Oh yeah. Having and, the bad back that he had and everything else, like he went a lot longer than what he could have or should have. Um, the two things I it, wrote, it, it, like Brett Brett said it was nuts because like um, Dynamite would be standing behind the curtain drinking like a cup of coffee. And basically smoking two cigarettes at the same time, and then the music would hit, and he just dumped the cigarettes in the coffee, and then just go out there and have like the best fucking match on the show, right? And then come back and be like, "Do better." See ya. Well, and I put it's um, nuts. Like Ricky Morton is a fucking god at selling. He is a god at that baby face. Like, help me. Still is. Fucking Robert Gibson when he makes that tag. I mean, good god, the fire. You get hyped when you see them make that tag. That that mm-hmm. tag, you know, is coming. You know. Well, I mean, Ricky Morton in tag team, tag team wrestling. Ricky Morton's the greatest salesman of all time. Oh yeah. I mean, Agreed. there's and 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 I would say I would say Shawn Michaels was 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 really really good. And for a singles wrestler, Ricky Steamboat was fantastic. But for 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 tag team wrestling, there's nobody better than Ricky Morton at selling. Nobody. I would dare anybody to give um, me a better example of somebody that can sell. There's not really um, the other question. Like the only other question I have out of this is kind of funny talking about like Ricky being a tag team seller or whatever. They always wanted him to like NWA tried multiple times to get him to you know agree to breaking up in the eighties um, cause they wanted to try him out as a singles, but he never did it. Cause he liked working with Robert. Um, and part of me thinks he thought what's going to happen to Robert if we break up, you know, but that's the question. What do you think happens to Robert? Do you think Robert winds up in the WWE hall of fame or do you think he's just a guy that wrestling fans talk about like a Bobby Eaton or something? Well, I'm he's not, not Mar- Bobby he, Eaton. No, no, you know what I'm saying. He, yes, he's not. He's not Marty Jannetty, but he's he's like in the trajectory. Ricky probably would have rose up to the main events, and Robert probably would have been. I mean, he might have had a run here and there, TV champion or something, and been known as a good worker. Yeah, Bobby Eaton. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. Um, but like I said, it's not, he, he wouldn't have washed out or anything, but I don't, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I don't think his career would like, you wouldn't have been like going into the WD, WWE hall of fame is Robert Gibson. And like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But well, I think no matter what Robert guys Gibson, like us would still be talking about him, no matter what Robert Gibson would have done after they would have still put him in as with the rock and roll as a team, because you know, those guys are probably the greatest <coughs> that never, I don't want to say not work for Vince, but they weren't. Well, they did work for Vince. They weren't 
they never had to play anybody else's game. They kind of just always stayed as a team. And you ask anybody, they knew who the Rock and Roll Express is. They know who Hulk Hogan is. But, so the match. Oh, sorry. Sorry. sorry why can't we have time limits now in pro wrestling? I love the. the I mean, my God, if you're going to do AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe three weeks in a row, why not have one of them be fucking a time limit and be like, oh, folks, if we had just imagine if they just had five minutes more. Right. We had a winner. Because wrestling fans say they want things to pay back like it was, but they don't. Like they say they want long term champions. But Roman Reigns has been champion for what, three years now, four years? Right. And people bitch that he's been the champion forever. It's like, well, good thing you weren't around when Bruno was the champ, you know? <laughs> or they say they want long-term storytelling. And then when they do it, they're like, God, how many times do we have to watch these guys wrestle? It's like, you want long-term storytelling. Shut the fuck up. Well, you doesn't... can either take it or you can't. Um, back in the day, if Jay Uso would have quit, like deuces Uso's and left, he would have been gone for like four months, five months. You wouldn't have seen him. They wouldn't even have talked about him. Yep. And, right. now, like, like, later, he's back. and then he's yeah. back to, and then he's back two weeks later it's like well that's no, I agree. they should have sent him out they should have said we're going to keep paying you but go work these indies go work these indies for the guys that we like well, you know but, what I mean but you know the problem though is but, that but, I mean, in the last six months we've seen people you know now the big thing is LA night you know how quickly fans can switch up the flavor of the month and you have that one shot to get over I mean, yeah, if you put, if you give, they, not they, even give it a week though. If you put a forty, a if you if you put a, what I'm saying is, if you put a forty-five minute match on Raw now, or a thirty-minute match on Raw now, people would bitch about it, and they'll tune out. The ratings will reflect they're, it. But they're tuning out now, anyways. You know what I mean? It's like that's the no, step. See, all right, see, I'll back up Kyle here, and here's why. I remember about the last during Jeff Hardy's last run in TNA. Anybody remember that? Mm-hmm. All right. He had a match with Samoa Joe, and they went to a time limit draw. And the reason Joe got Joe actually got real pissed at the ending of the match. The reason he got pissed is because they did not announce before the match that it had a twenty minute time limit, and then a countdown clock started for the last minute, and it gave away the ending. If they were to start telling fans as the match, like when Samantha Irvine or whoever the announcer is says. Our next match is scheduled for one full with a 25-minute time limit, an intercontinental title match, whatever. It would be more believable, and you can get down to that last minute or two with the fans counting along and being a part of the show more and to, instead of just singing Seth Rollins' music every week for 20 minutes at a time. Well, and you that's I mean? put a competitive match on, and yeah, you're going to have the fans like us. We're going to watch because we want to watch good wrestling. Right. For Samojo and AJ Styles to go uh, for 20 minutes, the people who are going to watch it on YouTube are just going to watch the YouTube clip anyways. They're going to want to watch right. the last. Five I mean, so you give it to everybody, right? Exactly. Well, like like you said earlier, Kyle. Back to this match, the the use of time and the time limit. They they do these two teams do a great job of heating up that last five minutes of this match. The last five minutes of this match, like I said, the match should have been twenty because there was a lot of rest in the middle, 
And I know they wanted to do 30 minutes and that's great. And like I said, I'm not criticizing these performers or criticizing the match. I'm just saying, I think it should have been shorter, but that last five minutes is fucking gangbusters. And they picked yeah, the right two guys to end it too. The the yes. last five minutes was a like like Robert like, say, like like Rick Ricky and Dynamite were like guys we'll do we'll do the last five don't worry yeah okay. I don't want to say it was a typical rock and roll or bulldog match but it was everything you expect from all four of those guys but especially Ricky and Dynamite got really packed it into that last five minutes and it was perfectly done it was like a a symphony between those two guys well. So. And- both teams, like both teams, are like, oh fuck, we got five minutes. Like, oh shit, like I can't believe right. this. You know, like we gotta fucking do this, and we gotta do this now. And you get this sense of, and it's nice at the end because, like I said, you can come back and be like, ladies and gentlemen, imagine if these two teams are gonna go, no holds barred, no limit. Like there will be a winner. You right. can get the shit to be sold again, but you just have to right. start. And um, the uh, funny thing is, this is the last thing I'll say, then then we'll move on or you guys can comment more on it or whatever. We probably could have got this match in the NWA, but um, I read um, Dynamite's book and um, (coughs) he talks about, he called Rick, him and Davey were leaving, Vince, you know, like they were like the blooms off the, the blooms off the rose or whatever they say, you know, it's time to go. And he called Flair, and he said, Flair, he called Rick, because Rick was the booker at the time, and he was like, we want to come in. We want to come to the NWA. And you know what Flair told him? He said, uh, we're not really interested in bringing in guys from the from the competition right now, and, like, hung up on him. And it was, was like, the Rick only thing he could think of. It was, it was Rick being, we don't want this guy in our locker room. Like, Because right. like, you were, like... He was CM Punk before CM Punk. You know what I mean? Like right. that type of guy is a shit disturber. And that's when he realized that he's like, I got, I, I don't have much time left in this country. But anyway. But overall, like I said, I think it was a great match. Just 10 minutes too long. But two great teams and a really great tag team matchup. I agree. Yes. So that being said, now we're going to talk about Comedy. <laughs> comedic comedic films um i don't for me we we were to pick 10 i don't necessarily have them in any sort of order except number one and i have I. a cup I, I have a couple of honorable mentions Same. just in case just in case we repeat you know we, we have we because i'll just say it right off the bat because i think i've said it 400 times on every podcast that we do every format that we do i'm just gonna get the elephant off the fucking table or whatever to me the funniest movie ever made is blazing saddles and always will be nothing will ever top it blazing saddles is the funniest movie ever made and see that's why when i thought of the lead singers thing because you had posted that bullshit thing from rolling stone which you can't trust anything they do anymore did you ever see their top their top 50 rappers of all time list i i think so i think so it no. like fucking doc like dr dre was like 22 and like they had like they had like like some mumble rapper over ice cube (laughs) and it was just like what the fuck is going on but um when i thought of the lead singer thing that was kind of what you were talking about nate where there's gonna be a lot of duplicates it's like 
we probably have a lot of duplicates in that list and and everybody has different types of humor so i was like eh, that right. one might be more interesting but yeah i just i don't know i don't know if blazing i assume blazing saddles is in everybody else's top 10 it's not I, I put it in there because it would be. I knew it would be in yours, so I didn't put it I knew in there. It's not in mine because I thought one of you guys would pick it too. I, I agree. Uh, I, I did. I, had, I admitted it. I just want to say just a couple of lines. Mongo like candy. That one. Um, I also have to say one of my favorite lines in the movie that people don't quote enough is, "Oh God damn it! Now somebody's got to go back and get a shitload of dimes." A shitload of dimes. I like forget and that shit. Here comes, here comes Mongo. Mongo. <laughs> yep. Are are we awake? Are we black? Yes, we are. Then we are awake and very confused. Where the white women at? <laughs> And the greatest thing about that movie is I, I love I love I love insulting bigots. And that movie is so good at insulting bigots and just you know, I mean somebody somebody who's sensitive or whatever that's I don't like, know people, might people think this now, movie's me might think this movie's offensive. It's not offensive, it's a critique on what, bigots. That's what I was gonna say. People now, if they had never seen that movie before, if you showed that movie to like a twenty two year old from Portland that had never seen it, they'd be like, oh my god, this is the worst thing. We need to cancel right. these people. Even though the majority of them are dead, they'd still want to come back and cancel them. They want to cancel Gene Wilder. But um, it's kind of like all in the family. You know what I mean? Right. Like At the end of the show, Arch Archie Bunker is the one that realizes I'm an idiot in this situation. Like I'm the wrong guy, you know? That type yeah. of thing. But um, Blazing Saddles, like I said, I if it was top eleven, I would have put it on there. But I just didn't because I knew you would have it on there, so I, I left I it. I figured on. one of you would have it on there, yeah. So, Aaron, I'll let you go next. Um, well, I'll do like you did. I'll just do um, out of the ten, my favorite, and I think it's a movie I could watch over and over and over and over again and just laugh my ass off at is Caddyshack. And I wrote Cat I wrote Caddyshack as one of my honorable mentions because I knew somebody else was gonna yep. have Caddyshack. No 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 You do drugs, Danny? I want a ha <laughs> every day. <laughs> good, good. I want a hamburger, I want a hot dog. You want I want French fries? You'll get nothing in like it. Nothing in like it. <laughs> like nobody's bad in that movie. Like everybody's to great. I listened to Chevy Chevy on uh, Dana Carvey and David Spade's podcast, and he talked about, you know, the scene with Bill Murray, the classic scene with Bill Murray. Yeah, those who hate each other. And but absolutely none of that was scripted, none of it. Like they just, yeah. they just did it. One and what one fu what I fucking love, genius? One thing yeah. that I love and about Caddyshack was Bill Murray was not meant to be in that movie. He came to the set to visit friends, and the director saw him around the putting green doing the voice and making those actions, and said, "I want that in my movie." And they created that character. Yeah, well, exactly. They created Ryan that Doyle. character spot spot on and said, "Okay, this is all we want you to do: just be the big dummy <laughs> trying to catch the gopher." That to me is like Brian Doyle. Brian Doyle Murray, he's a he's an underrated guy too. 
not in like the comedy world, like people in the comedy know him, but like he just he's not like I just think he's super underrated and not enough people talk about him. Like he was fucking funny and a great writer. Was. I think. I but yeah, everybody in that is their does a great job in that fucking movie. Um, even the side characters are funny. Like when that guy's like, time to do the doctor thing, when his beeper goes off and he like electrocutes <laughs> himself. <laughs> and the fucking um, little side plot with the with the priest golfing in the golfing in the storm. Right. <laughs> he yeah. gets electrocuted and Bill sure. Murray just runs away. <laughs> Surely the good Lord wouldn't stop me from the game of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or when Murray's watching the old ladies golf. Oh, that's that's the best. <laughs> that is the best. Oh, you dirty little monkey. <laughs> hey, and don't sleep on Ted Knight on that movie. Oh no. No, Ted great. Knight's great and everything. But yeah, everybody does a great job in that fucking movie. And Rodney um um hadn't done a lot of movies up until then. And he thought he was he thought he wasn't funny. But he literally said that he was like, "I'm dying." Like, and they're like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Nobody's laughing." And they're like, "They can't. They're not allowed to laugh yet. They're not allowed to laugh." He's like, "But like, um, um, the younger guys on that set were like, they're not allowed to laugh, Rodney. You're fucking killing it, and it's hard for these guys not to like, like, yeah." So I mean, it's just top to bottom a great fucking movie. You get a free bowl of soup. (laughs) Oh, looks good on you though, buddy. Looks good on you though, <laughs> and it ties into wrestling. That ties into wrestling. Did um, um, Tony Schiavone was talking about Zabisco, and Zabisco was always like um, worried about his attire. Mm-hmm. Like, like, does his shirt look all right? Does this does his shirt look okay? Like before he go on TV, and there was a Nitro where he was wearing this loud shirt, and he before Tony and him went out there, he's like, you think this is going to look good on TV? And Tony's like, yeah. And if it doesn't, it's kind of too late now, but let's go, you know? And Zabisco was like, um, self-conscious about the shirt. And then the outsiders come out and, uh, um, Scott Hall, <laughs> Scott Hall and Larry Zabisco in real life for friends. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. but Scott Hall looks at Larry Zabisco and is like, Hey Larry, that's a nice shirt. Would you get a free bowl of soup with it? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Tony sends a bisco, which is sitting there like, God damn. <laughs> anyway, Caddyshack. That's my number one. Archie. Um I am um, I'm a lover of comedy movies. It's something it's my favorite genre of movie. And my friends and I, if we can get lines out of movie like Aaron was doing just now with Caddyshack, that makes it you know, top, a top movie for us. My Number one on my list though, is The Jerk with Steve Martin. The Jerk is also on my list. I mean... Again, it's one I left off because I knew all I need yeah. is... All I need is just these matches. I was, I, I mean, I was born a poor black man. My, yeah, that's that right there. You Steve Martin. This color? <laughs> Steve Martin. Color? Steve Martin is one of the funniest human beings to ever live. Um, that movie is one of the funniest movies to ever be made. Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if I was, for all the funny people that that I've ever watched in my life, and there are so many that I respect, and so many that I think are hilarious, like Mel Brooks or Robin Williams or 
if I wanted to sit down and learn the art of comedy from someone, I would, I would, I would want to learn it from Martin Short or not Martin Short, Steve Martin, I agree. because he can do pretty much anything. He knows how to make, he knows how to make starts even smart humor. And I don't mean to, 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 to demean anybody, but he can make smart humor for stupid people. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's just so I've, good. I've also, it. I've also always said that it takes a really, 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 really smart, funny person to play something dumb. You know what I mean? Right. And, and like all these cans, these cans <laughs> are defective. And then he realizes they're shooting. He, he goes, hates he really hates cans. these cans. Yep. yep. <laughs> he, you believe it? He becomes a millionaire. He really sends me a postcard. I mean, that that right there, cat, you know. Cat what I juggling. Mean? Yeah. Cat I'll juggling yeah. is one of the most most insane things. <laughs> Sir, we have people here that want to give donate that want donations. No, send them away. I don't need any more money. No, sir. They want you to give. <laughs> so yeah, the jerk is one of my all-time favorite movies. Pizza in a cup. He put the whole pizza in a cup guy out of business. Uh, so just to just to be, I know this is a sidetrack, but it's time to Archie. Yes. Have I ever told you my favorite Steve Martin joke? No, go ahead. I mean, I'm a I'm a huge obviously I'm a huge fan of King Tut, but that's not oh, a yes. joke. That's a routine. But um, my favorite Steve Martin joke is when he talks about going to France. Okay. He's like, he goes, "Yeah, I went to France recently. You know what they call a hat in France? A beret. They got a Ooh. word for everything over there." <laughs> I love that. I love that fucking joke. They got a word for everything. Over they got there. a word for everything. And he was, he was the first. Um, you guys ever heard the term rock star comedian? Yes. Like, like you could say, like you know, Kevin Hart is a rock star comedian, you know, or I mean, you might want to say rap star comedian for him or whatever. But you know what I'm or trying to say? Who else could be considered like a rock star comedian? But just like Andrew Dice, there was a there was a point where Andrew Dice Clay was a rock star comedian because mm-hmm. he could go into Madison Square Garden and sell twenty three thousand tickets right. to come out and see him. Martin was playing like 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 arenas and shit before anybody else, and it's just because he was just. I mean, you can say you can say you can say what you want about him, but there was a time there where Dane Cook was a rock star comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Please. All right, the jerk, great shit, pal. Mm-hmm. Kyle, what are you bringing to the table? <clears throat> I'm gonna. It's a tough <clears throat> between my one and two, but I'm gonna go with what I think is the greatest comedy movie that has ever made. Because if you think about it, you want a comedy movie. You want it to do what? You want it to be successful, and this movie created a fucking franchise: Ghostbusters. Good, Good shit. One. Good one. Yes. Yes. How can you not say I'll... that it's not one of the greatest comedy movies? Look, it spawned cartoons, toys. But, I mean, and it was brilliantly written. Oh, uh, and I mean, you talk about Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd bringing it in that movie. Yeah. I mean, Peter Venkman's one of the greatest. One of the greatest characters ever. Like, <laughs> I just that Bill Murray, and nobody could have played that character but Bill Murray. 
I agree. You know? and, and Harold Ramis knew it, you know, and um, <coughs> it's just, it's a great fucking movie. Everything's funny in it. Um, sorry about the bug it, eyes. Sorry about the bug eyes. Yeah, sorry about the bug eyes thing. Um, <laughs> just, like Winston like, coming and the, Winston the, the <laughs> I'm sorry. Being this character that is like from just like normal and being like the I came for a job. Yeah, Winston, poor Winston. Oh, I mean that big Twinkie. <laughs> that movie is so iconic. When he's describing in my house. it, and he's like, "This Twinkie would be the size." What's he saying? Like the size of Manhattan or something like that. And he's like, yeah. "That's a big Twinkie." That's a big Twinkie. <laughs> my favorite. One of the funniest goddamn things in that entire movie isn't even a verbal joke. It's <laughs> when they blow up um, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and if you notice, they all get up and they all have all this shit all over them. But Bill Murray just has a little bit on his shoulder. Yeah. Or yeah. When, when Ray sees the climber for the first time and the cigarette stays on his lip as he like opens his mouth. Like how iconic is that? Or even he's like the next <coughs> you're a god. You say yes. <laughs> that Kyle, that movie is so iconic in my house. About I want to say six weeks ago or, or so, we were watching it just when there's nothing on, I put on old movies. And my four-year-old granddaughter has now, for the last six weeks, walking around going, there is no winter, only Zool. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever we'll call her to, um, for her to do something. Winter, winter. There is no winter, only Zool. And I die every time. So. <laughs> I like, oh, it's also great when. Uh, but yeah, it's, just, it's, also it's great, a great fucking movie. It's also great when Bill Murray opens the fridge. Yep. It's like sees the hellscape or whatever and he just yep. he just closes the fridge back up like closes nope. it. Nope. I want you in me. I think there's enough already in there. Yeah, I, think there's, I think there's already a few gentlemen in there or whatever he said. Yes. Um, good, 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 uh, well, my girlfriend is levitating off the bed. Or when he's like, when she's like, when they're like, clear your mind, clear your mind, and like He's like, I tried to clear my mind, and all I could think That's about was being with my family in the in the summer camping, and it's it's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like Dan Aykroyd's delivery, you know what I mean? Like he knew right. what he did. He's like, it's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> He's like, what you do, Ray? Tell me. <laughs> well, not it's my next Stay pick, Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you hear it in the background. You hear, yeah. He's like, he's like, no, Ray. <laughs> he's like, what you do? It's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. The next, uh, my next. That's my, fun, that's my favorite part. <laughs> it's just his delivery of it's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. But go ahead, I'll stop. <laughs> my next pull on this list is uh, it's actually another Mel Brooks movie, Young Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. This is the problem, because quite honestly, in my personal opinion, I could put this list of all Mel Brooks films. Yes. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. But Young Frankenstein just has, I mean, first of all, I'm a gigantic fan of Gene Wilder. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't think Gene Wilder ever did anything bad. Um, so he's fantastic in it. And there's just so many, like, 
it's another movie where there's just so many moments, you know. I mean, putting on the Ritz, <laughs> right? I, that fucking Frankenstein putting on the Ritz thing. I could watch. I could just watch that and die every time. It's never not funny. Did you know that was Gene's idea? Yes. <laughs> like that wasn't even part of that Mel Brooks put in it. He was just like, I think us singing a song like that would be. Fa- I'm not necessarily saying he picked putting on the Ritz or whatever, but like. He thought my way of showing that Frankenstein isn't a monster would be put him in a top hat and have him dance around with me and shit like that. And Mel didn't think it would work. And they collaborated on it, did it. And Mel was like, God damn. It's in. It's probably the most iconic scene of the whole movie. Igor, what brain did you give me? Abby something. Abby something. Abby what? Abby normal. (laughs) No matter what I say. No matter how much I ask, do not open the door. And then he's in there for like five seconds. Let me out. (laughs) It's pronounced Igor. 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 He's like a couple of nasty looking. Yeah. He's like a couple of nasty looking switches over here. I ain't going to be the first. And Cloris Leachman's fantastic, as always. She's yeah. What knockers? Thank you. It's <laughs> oh, good shit. It's such a funny movie. Um, so iconic yeah. and <laughs> like like you said, Kyle. I mean, there's almost ne- nothing Mel Brooks ever did that wasn't funny. Because exactly. to be honest with you, the only the only movie that Mel. Everything he ever did was funny. Probably my least favorite is High Anxiety, but that's still funny. I, I personally believe that whatever Mel Brooks movie you see first will become your favorite Mel Brooks film, no matter what you see from there on out. Right. What you see first is going to be like your like that is going to be the movie you're like that's his fucking yeah. Because it's one of those things okay. where. He's he's so creative and was able to do so much with so many different genres and do it well. Yes. Fucking genius. Aaron? Um, who's that? Oh, okay. Um, You're next. I have a Mel Brooks movie on my list, but I'll go with another one. That way we're not talking about two Mel movies in a row. Um, but I this is one that you guys are might shit on me about or whatever but i just think it's hilarious um old school i, I had it on my list school. and i took it off i, I, I think that movie <laughs> that movie is is fucking fantastic like from top to bottom <laughs> he gets to the i think it's freaking and he's like oh, honey think burger game's still open <laughs> and can i let you in on a small secret yeah. Whenever, one, whenever my friends or I knock on somebody's door, like if we're going to somebody's house, like they'll come over to my house or whatever, and we answer the door, the obvious response when we answer the door is, "Hi, I'm here for the gangbang," because that <laughs> because of that movie. Fucking, he's sitting there I, like I like what he's like. I'd really like to, guys, but me and the wife, we got a busy day tomorrow. We're going to do Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe There's time. Maybe go, to, maybe go to the Applebee's if there's time or whatever. Like, I don't know if there'll be time. 
Oh, when it hits the lips for the first time, it's so good. <laughs> just just say earmuffs. You can say shit, piss, dick. doesn't matter what you say. Just say earmuffs. <laughs> then I saw the fucking look in her eyes. <laughs> the band is by far one of the best parts. <laughs> that movie lets, like, they do that, and that's the scene where they're like, now you know what this movie's going to be. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, this movie's going to be yep. off the rails. For the next hour and a half or hour and fifteen minutes, this is going to be off the fucking rails. Blue, blue, do you great. trust that I don't want you to die? <laughs> uh, oh, no, definitely wouldn't movie. shit on you for that one. That movie is great. Okay, I was worried because I have like <laughs> two modern movies on well, three, well two. Oh, the other one I might not be modern. modern. I only have one modern movie, but I mean. But now but I don't even know. Old if, if, something, if something from 2003, is that still considered modern? I don't know anymore. It's 20 years like, ago. 20 years ago, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's not modern. I don't fucking know. Is it super bad? Oh, Archie? apparently it is. All right, next on my list, like, again, like you said, Nate, I don't have them in any particular order. I'm just going down the list. Uh, it's Twins. Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger oh my God. playing the worst set of twins possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you're right off you're right off to a good start with their physical appearance. Yeah, you know what I mean? But I mean there's again, there's lines in that movie that I Julius, I finally found you, Julius, and Danny DeVito's just like, Who the hell are you? So yeah, just, those characters and one of those actors that like how can you not? I mean, everything he's done and like it's always sunny. And I mean, the dude's funny. He just knows how to be. He doesn't take himself serious. He's willing to be, you know. Yes. It's like Jack Black. It, not in any way trying to say, but he know he knows. He knows his he. What do I want to say? He knows his physical stature. Yes, and he embraces it. He knows his. He know he he knows he's not you know a sex symbol, and he embraces it. And he's willing to play. He's willing to play anything. You know, he's willing to, and he's willing to Are take risks. Come on, Danny. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he knew. He knew. <clears throat> okay, because he's not a bad actor. That's the other thing. You know what I mean? But he knew very early in his career, I'm never going to be the leading man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the guy jumping out of the, like, Danny DeVito is, like, diehard. Like, that's not going to be a but thing. But he sometimes you know outshine I mean? the leading man by being the sarcastic side guy. Side well, yeah, guy. It was that, even better. Oh, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but he, he was a very smart in realizing that this is the lane that I'm in, and I'm going to remain in this lane because this is the lane that's going to make me money. As an actor, right. he's made more money as a producer. Like right. he produced a lot of shit in his career, but as an actor, he knew it's like I gotta like just be this in this lane. You know what I mean? And he did, and he did a fantastic job at it. Agreed. Um, anything else on twins? No, I think we go to Kyle. Uh, I'm not a huge comedy Arnold guy. But that's just my that's just my opinion. Right. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Just saying it's not I'm not huge on Arnold and comedies. 
Kyle, what's your next uh, next flick? Kind of an off the wall pick, and I'm gonna make his. I'm gonna make a statement right here, right now. This movie is in no way is a statement on any type of personal, political, or any type of views. The movie is fucking hilarious. If you've never seen it, I suggest you should. The Birdcage. Oh, the Birdcage is just talking about it recently. Yeah, it's on my list. It's one of the funniest movies ever made in the history of ever, ever, ever. I would put it actually for me. It's probably top three. And we spread (laughs) just these characters where you have. It's a brilliantly written comedy. I don't want to say too much about it, just because. But it has Nathan Lane. It has Robin Williams. Hank Azaria. Um, Din- dinner, dinner is served. Agador Spartacus, ladies and gentlemen. And also, it, one of the best... He doesn't, how, he doesn't of, know how to walk with shoes. Yeah, one of the best... <laughs> he's lived in Miami his entire life. <laughs> one, of the best, one of the best lines ever in a movie is when Nathan Lane is doing John Wayne. And then he gets, he gets back to the table and he goes, oh, did I screw it up? And Robin Williams goes, okay. no, I just never realized John Wayne walked like well, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great fucking line. It's a great fucking movie. And it would have been an honorable or- mention on my list because I knew somebody would have, I knew, I at least knew Nate would have it on there. So I'm like, I'll make Birdcage an honorable mention. And, and Kyle, there's, uh, you say, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to say much about it. It's a movie that celebrates that shit. You know what it- I mean? They're not. They're not derogatory. They're not derogatory towards the the homosexual culture or whatever. They embrace it. And I know guys that would you would never think would like a movie about drag queens and shit like that. They're like, man, that burger cage, That's a funny shit, man. That's a funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm one. I'm, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I'm one of those guys. I didn't think I'd enjoy a movie like that. Like I've never watched Priscilla Queen of the Desert or anything like that. But for some reason, Nathan Lane and Robert Williams made this so funny that you can't help but watch it. Madonna. And then like end up falling Madonna. in love with it. Madonna. In 19, like I, got, I, got, I got buddies that they would Copenhagen while they smoke and drink like <laughs> bush light. And if you'd be like, hey, man, you want to watch Tu Wong Fu? Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. They'd be like, fucking hell no. Nah. What the fuck? Being well, like, you want to watch Birdcage? God damn, that movie is funny as shit, man. It is. That and Nathan Lane's a right. It is. It is. <laughs> it's one of those movies that you you come out of it and you're just like, "What? Well, I learned something." It's kind of like George Carlin. I think everyone here would agree with me that George Carlin was the greatest comedian that ever lived. And not only was he funny, but he kind of taught you something. Yeah, I always say Carlin wasn't a comedian; he was a philosopher. Um. But yeah, it's the same way with Chappelle. Chappelle's not a comedian, he's a philosopher. You have two character actors, Rob Williams, Nathan Lane, where they get to just I mean, chew the scenery and have fun and they play off of each other and the story ends up not just being about that. It's these people that have to try to be something they're not. <laughs> or or I mean, even even with him playing the straight man, when Gene Hackman's like fantastic. going through when he's talking about their trip through, like, looking at the leaves and stuff, and everybody's just like, and we went through Ohio. The foliage. The foliage. And he's just, it's just dry, it's this dry delivery that... When he's stressed out, and he's like, I want some, where's my candy? 
where's my goddamn yeah. candy? And like she threw it in the trash because he's eating too much candy. So then he's eating candy out of the trash. And everybody in that movie is actually pretending to be something they're not. Yes. Like even Hackman's character is pretending to be something that he's not. You know what I mean? Like the money's on the dresser, chocolate. <laughs> or when they catch him like climbing down the ladder, like he thinks he's out. It's like, he's like, oh shit. Like, the fucking movie's great. I love it at the end, too, when he's like, be me in the corner in five minutes. And that limo driver's like, I don't think so, lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not on your life, lady. Not on your like, life, lady. When, when, he is, when he is escaping and every they're they're playing We Are Family and he doesn't know the words. So he's like, we are family. So my next. It says. It says it's as funny as when the when the the governor lady on Black Sheep is dancing the soul system. Yeah. <laughs> she's got to pretend like she's happy she's for a minute. She's just trying to get across the floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, not, like he's like he's like men smear. He's like smear. <laughs> oh shit! It's oh, still man. me, just with a small, tiny difference. Well, not too small. Not too small. <laughs> um. The next one that I have is, and it could go, it could go either way for either one of these movies. To me, for me personally, just because it's the same kind, I picked the first because it's kind of the one that started the trend. But it would be either Airplane or the first Naked Gun. The first Naked Gun is on my list. That's one. Like I get. It was one I, I knew on somebody's list. Yeah, I wrote down airplane just because, like I said, to me, airplane started that genre, you know, of of I don't even know what you want to call that type of comedy, but it's slapstick. It's slapstick. Pick the wrong day to pick the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. It's slapstick. Um, um, you don't have to think comedy. It's like you said though, Nate. It's smart people making dumb comedy you know what i mean yes uh, and it's just like really really smart people are gonna like this movie because it's in, it, like they're gonna appreciate the writing and the silliness of it and dumb people are gonna be like it's funny you, you know what yeah. i mean it's, it's an yeah, everyman shit. movie. <laughs> shit hit the fan <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking um gay dude on there he's fucking great they're like, can you describe the plane? Well, it's big, it's white, it's got a red stripe on it. It looks like a big Advil or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Every time I'm in a you know store, wanted... every time I'm in a store and I see a sign that says clearance, I think clearance, clearance. Um, when they give the dude the paperwork, they're like, "What can you make of this?" What can you make out of this? I can make, I can a, make a plane. I can make a plane. Can I? Um, um, it's, it's funny that you bring this up, and I'm not trying to get off the subject of airplane, but when we're in the words of Conrad and Thompson, I don't know where we'll ever talk about this again, but that kind of comedy, you guys remember Freakazoid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great I, cartoon. I have gone back and watched all the, oh my God, it was so brilliantly done. Like, that's. That was a that great is, era for, that was a great era for cartoon comedy. Like you had what, like you had Freakazoid, Animaniacs is a great fucking show. Yes, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff during that time with um, 
especially like when my kids were were little you know there was there was a lot i appreciated the a lot of the animators at that time because they were making stuff that my kids would like but with shit in there for me like one of my favorite cartoons is because it's because my kids watched it but i watched it with them there's so much great humor for adults on fairly odd parents yep that's a great cartoon yes too. It's and, a little bit of a different era because Animaniacs and Freakazoid and shit was like when I was in grade school and junior high. But right, it, yeah. But Airplane, it, there's just so much great shit in that movie. And um, did you know they wanted Charlton Heston for Lloyd Bridges? Yeah, like they tried super hard for Charlton Heston, and he was gonna do it. And his agent was like, "Do not do this movie. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> like, no, please, God, don't do this movie." I don't know. I think that's a really, oh, it, they, really bad decision. Which, which, well, his they, agent, his agent, like, because Heston, I guess, wanted to do it, but his agent ended up pricing him out on purpose. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, I'll get us. I'll get us I'll moving get us. along a little quicker here, just because I know Aaron, you've only got like forty-five minutes uh, before you. Yeah. Get. Okay. I, I'm not as drunk as I thought I'd be. So we're good. But I had airplane. Aaron, what's your next movie? Uh, Animal House. Mm. I can't believe I forgot that. Wow, nice. Call, Animal, Ho- Animal House is not on my list, nor is Blue- Blues Brothers. Uh, I, Blues Brothers I, isn't I, on my list. Again, I forgot I, Blues Brothers. Wow. No, see, uh, my thing is, and again, I'm not, and we can we can definitely talk about the movie. I'm not saying I don't think those movies are funny. But I think that those movies are funnier to other people than they are to me, if that makes sense. I mean, everybody's got their own personal deal. Yes. That, and that's the thing about this. Like, comedy is subjective, just like any other form of anything. So, but the, the point is that, I mean, there's so many movies out there. Imagine all the comedies that get made. And to be even in a list of, like, a top 100 Mm-hmm. It's pretty goddamn impressive, you know. So I mean, again, yeah, it's... I, and... God, sorry. I w- no, and I wasn't. I wasn't trying to get away, like, like, like sweep. <laughs> I want you to talk about Animal House here, and I was just saying. Oh no, that, it's that fine. I was, and because I wasn't trying to say it's not funny. I was just trying to say that the, the reason it's not on my list is probably just because sometimes you approach things differently than other people mentally or whatever, you know, as far as what you think is just a landmark funny thing. John Belushi. Well, yeah. Like, like, like I said, I, I'll never, like Kyle was saying, everybody has different senses of humor and shit. So unless you're like coming up to me and being like, Oh, Jeff Dunham's the best stand-up comedian. Like, if you tell me that, I'm gonna be like, fuck off, you know? <laughs> but other than that, like, I'm just, if somebody's like, oh, I really like, you know, this comedian. It's like, even if it's somebody I don't like, I'll be like, yeah, man, that's cool. Whatever makes you happy, you know? Like, it doesn't hurt anything that you like fucking, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a comedian I don't think's funny. It's like, it's cool if you think Margaret Cho is the funniest chick ever. I don't like her, you know? And I, I don't see why people like her, but that's cool. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. We're going to get so much but yeah, I just think Anna- Margaret Cho people. Yeah. yeah, all two of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, just there's great lines in Animal House. It's it's a well constructed oh, story, and it's a movie. Um, Nate, how you were kind of saying, like you know, airplane kind of set it off a 
like a genre or a style of movie or whatever. Animal House did that. Animal House got made. If we wouldn't have had Animal House, we wouldn't have had Old School. True. Right. Very true. You know what I mean? We wouldn't have had all of those other like teen movies that you see. Those things wouldn't have existed. Animal House was the first fucking movie to do it. Mm-hmm. And it, my, is, it, is, my, it is a fantastic film. Oh, it, one, I, of, yeah. one of my favorite scenes is the guys playing the guitar on the steps. Belushi grabs it, smashes it against the wall. And he just, I don't know, there was just something about that song that was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry, man. I'm a zit. Get it? <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, it's everything no, about it is, is hysterical. All right. All right. Archie? All right, Archie, I think you're next, right? Uh, yes, uh, number three on my list is uh, Johnny Dangerously. Oh God, what a what a great movie! Oh fucking yeah! It's not fantastic. it's it's not on my list, but that is that's another movie that like you talk about a movie that you can quote. Yeah, exactly. That's what I exactly, exactly. My oh. mother, my mother hung me on a coat rack once, Johnny. Once, once. Dear bastards, I hope I got a few of you. I mean, come on. <laughs> you fought against sneaky bastards. I'm gonna rip off your bios and shove them up your ice hole. And I love the I love the newspaper headline. Maroney yep, continues Maroney. to murder the English language. English language. <laughs> Even the head nod scenes funny. Head nodding each other and um um your testicles and you like all that shit. It's all fucking great. Dom DeLuise is the Pope. Yep. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm the freaking Pope. pope. <laughs> I'm the freaking Pope. He's like, ah, ah. <laughs> and don't forget, don't forget, don't forget the, I know we're just quoting the movie, but that's what I'm saying. That movie is so quotable. Don't forget right. when, uh, <laughs> when the brother has his car accident. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm standing here with my dork in my hand. <laughs> Boss, it's not your dork. Oh, thank God. Glad you're still there, big fella. <laughs> Peter Boyle, man. He's great. But yeah, the, that, that movie, um, I guess we just spent like two and a half minutes two reciting half minutes the, reciting the movie. Mark. I don't know what more we can say, but what a, what a great flick. What a great flick. If you can't tell, we're fans by how much we just quoted it. <laughs> and Michael Keaton, he isn't even a guy that's just a funny comedic actor. He's just a funny dude. Yes, he is. 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 All right, Kyle, you're next. Kyle? All right. Um, I'm going to go with a movie that it, it's kind of like Quentin Tarantino. Anytime I see anything by him, I have to watch it. Um, but Dogma. Uh, Dogma. Very good movie. Very good movie. I, hmm. It, yeah. I love Kevin's um, writing. I love his direct. I love what, how he does. And I think Dogma is perfect from beginning to end. Kevin Smith definitely knows how to deliver on a, a, a comedy. Um Dogma having taken place in New Jersey, which I love. Um, 
I, I pretty much like anything on the Kevin Smith catalog except for Chasing Amy because it's a little too boring. Um, but yeah, Dogma is uh, Matt Damon and, and Ben Affleck through that whole movie are hysterical. You know, Jay and Silent Bob's reasoning for moving to Chicago. Well, John Hughes, he was always making these movies, and we had we went to where he was making these movies. And you know what we found I out? I mean, a fucking Stormer, Illinois. <laughs> Um, when they shoot everybody on the bus and then they get off and they're like, whose house? <laughs> my aunt. My aunt. <laughs> um, I love the scene when um, they get off the train. <laughs> he, he's struggling with these two angels. Yeah. Throws them off the fucking train. <laughs> he like pulls the door shut, lights up a cigarette. He looks over and the guy's like, no ticket. <laughs> <laughs> um, when she's talking about trying to find the the angel or whatever, and he's like, "People don't just fall out of the sky, you know." And then Chris Rock falls out of the sky. Yep. Then Jay's like, "Big titty blonde bitches just don't fall out of the sky every day, you know." <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, fucking Carlin's great in it. Buddy oh, Christ, yeah. the Buddy Christ with the thumbs yep. up. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's his, it's his, it's his, it's his smartest um, Jay and Silent Bob universe movie. I guess we what? can. I guess. Oh, go ahead. Did you? Did you were you gonna say something? Yeah, I was, I'm sorry. The minute that movie starts off, it, it starts off with them talking about the platypus, and then he immediately is like, "I'm sorry for all the people I offended," and you're just like, "Oh." Fuck. And then, like I said, yeah, it's it's Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Like, you're like, wait, what? And then you just see the ensembles, Samuel Hayek. Right. And they keep adding more and more big names to the movie as it goes on. Well, it was says it, he did um, he did Chasing Amy and then Dogma, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And I think Chasing Amy was his first real big. Um, successful like commercial movie. Yeah, more serious, you know? more commercial. And I, it was like that was the movie that got people in Hollywood paying attention to him. And then people were like, "I want to be in Kevin Smith movies." You know what I mean? Like, and, and Dogma was the first one. His that like Chasing Amy was commercially successful, but Dogma was the movie that made him a Hollywood right. director. It it made that was the want movie that allowed to direct their movies. Yeah, he's like, now I can go and do things that people are bringing to me, you know. Mm -hmm. And to to Dogma's fantastic, but I guess we'll just we'll just do two birds one stone because the next yep. I guess it's the next one on my list actually is my favorite Kevin Smith movie, Mallrats. Another good one. Mallrats is Mallrats is great. Mallrats yeah. is my and I, I again I love them all and I love Dogma and I love Clerks and everything but Mallrats is just that's my favorite that's my that's that's my uh, that's my chicken noodle soup of Kevin Smith movies my comfort food you know I, I agree want to know what the nineties was like yeah <laughs> Go watch Mallrats fashionable male that's what it was oh, he's halfway to oh he's oh, he's halfway to buy me buy me toys by now <laughs> you don't know the forces. They don't know LaForces. He's got 47 collars, and I heard he's got two kills. That kid is back on the escalator. He's again. a mall security guy. <laughs> that kid is on that goddamn escalator again. 
but they were he was also able to throw in a little bit of that nerd stuff in there like with my favorite scene is where he's sitting there trying to do the force with the cigarette yep. <laughs> this shit off. <laughs> and they go he's like he's like so I'm Bob say bye to the kitties <laughs> talking to Stanley uh, and, and Stanley's all about love and uh, and, and telling him about you know missing romance and he actually gets really depressed about it about it when they show Affleck's video yeah yeah call me down like, who's your favorite new kid call me down <laughs> who's your favorite new kid <laughs> <laughs> the customer's always a fucking asshole yeah <laughs> You know, I don't respect people with no shopping agenda. Like, there's parts of that movie. Like, he's like, see, but I don't respect. I oh, can't go ahead, see. Sorry. Goddamn sailboat. It's a schooner. <laughs> it's a schooner. It's a schooner. It's a sailboat, you stupid ass. Stupid ass. A schooner is a sailboat. And the kid's like, a schooner is a sailboat, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and every year on Easter, I have to post the picture. Happy Easter of Jay and Silent Bob yep. taking it to the Easter Bunny. Yep. This is for Banky. This is for Banky. <laughs> <laughs> or not Banky, sorry. <laughs> what's this fucking, I just messed it up. I'm this, what's on Jason it Lee's name in it? Yeah, whatever. You Brody. Know what Brody. Yeah, this yeah. is for Brody. It's both bees. I got messed up, sorry. But yeah, definitely Giga. And like like we were saying about Mel Brooks, you know, you can you can pick a select few Kevin Smith movies if you want to, but there's not you're not gonna find anything bad from the guy. And no, um, I agree. Aaron. Um I'll take Naked Gun off there because we already kind of talked about that style of humor. Um with airplane. Well, okay. So we can we can skip over Naked Gun if you guys want. Like I said, we already talked about that style of humor. Um, so I will go with my next one of being, um, and we're not going to talk a lot about this because I think you guys probably don't. Well, I know Nate's seen it, but he knows I'm a huge fan of it because we talked about underrated comedies before. Um, mm-hmm. um, Use cars. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to, I don't want to interrupt you. I just, um, real quick, going back to, like naked guns and stuff. Like me, my first introduction to that was seeing him at in WWF at, looking for the real mm-hmm. Undertaker. Same. We're on the case. And it, it it's the first time that I had ever seen that type of comedy. I'm like, this is fucking great. Like what? Like I had to know where the ladies were from. at the the ladies were at poolside know. feeling macho and they showed like them rubbing out macho man. <laughs> He's like easy ladies. It's family entertainment. Yeah, it's uh the next one on my list. We don't have to talk about it very much because I talked about it on a previous show. Is I love used cars. I think that's a fantastic fucking movie. Very good movie. And if you guys haven't seen it, it's worth watching. It's fan fucking tastic. I have never seen it. You need to watch it, Kyle. Okay. Kurt Russell, and um, it's 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 fucking great. All right. That price is too fucking high. (laughs) (laughs) 
that is a movie that I can remember, Aaron, when I was about eight years old. My dad sitting me down and making it we watch with him. And I thought it was at first, you know, I heard the name. I was like, oh, I'm not going to like this. It can't be funny. What could it and then about 20 minutes in, I couldn't breathe how hard I was laughing. Oh, it's, a know, that, it, it's a great movie. You know what I mean? When he when, when he lines up all those cars at the ending to drive them back to the dealership and you see all the different classes of people that are taking driver's ed and how, you know, some of them are immigrants, some of them are teenagers, some of them are, you know what I mean? It's just hysterical. Yeah, it's a great fucking movie. And like I said, I won't talk too much about it because I could talk for another hour about that movie. But if you haven't seen it, which a lot of people haven't, um, let's go out of your way to watch it. All right, I will look that up tonight. It's a good movie, Kyle. It's a good movie. Definitely a good movie. Marchy? I can't drive it. It's a blue car. Blue car. There's yellow primer underneath that car, I promise. <laughs> uh, next on my list is, in my opinion, Comedy Gold, uh, The Money Pit with Tom Hanks and Shelley Long. Okay. That's a great yeah. movie. And you know, you know what one of the greatest things about that movie is? Go ahead. There's a there's a lot of great gags <laughs> and shit in that movie. Yeah. But one of the greatest the, one of the greatest things about that movie is the bond that Tom Hanks and Shelley Long as the couple have with the contractors. Yes. You know what I mean? Like throughout the movie, like they this they just they form this bond over this piece of shit house. <laughs> yep. Probably helping her pick out her key in the Where morning, at first giving they, her birth control. At first they feel it's it. Yeah, at first they're like feel it's like intrusive, but as time goes on, it's just like the contractors are just there, like in yeah. the house. Because it's such a piece of shit, they're never going to be gone. <laughs> but it's a great movie, and it's a uh, um, I'm not going to say underrated because it's not, but it's one of the most impressive um, Hollywood runs an actor ever had was Tom Hanks at that time. Tom Hanks. Like that dude just cranks so much shit out. And it wasn't like it wasn't like um he's cranking so like so much shit out like an Adam Sandler, where it's like he's got another shitty movie every month. Like all of them were good. You know what I mean? Well, all of them were good, and then he goes in and becomes the voice of Woody for Toy Story. I mean Right. at, at that point, I mean, my God, that's just gotta be licensed to print money. Yeah, and and but yeah, um, <clears throat> like I said, Money Pit. <clears throat> excuse me, Money Pit has a lot of great gags, and just like I said, just the the relationship between the couple and the contractors to me is just spot on funny shit. All right, bonding, bonding now. over this, bonding over this shitty situation. I do agree. Anytime I've ever moved into a new home and had to do any kind of renovation, and it goes badly. I always think of that movie, and I'm yep. just sitting there. Okay, what what's going to happen next? Is am the raccoon going to jump out of the closet? Am, am I, I going to be am, on? Uh, yeah? Am I going to be in the carpet hanging from the right? <laughs> right. <laughs> poor Arch. Thank you, sir. Kyle, you're up. Uh, all right, I'm going to probably. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and pull it off the table. <laughs> Tropic Thunder. I, I've never seen Tropic Thunder. Are you shitting me? Nope. <laughs> oh my! If if it's one of those movies that it flew underneath the radar, 
but it, like it definitely now go go back and watch it. I promise you. It was here, a cold classic that everybody found out about eventually. Here, here, here's what I think happened with me with Tropic Thunder is, and this is this is old man cloud thing. But I I stopped I stopped being entertained by modern comedy. I think the last movie, the last comedy movie that I watched that it where comedy film peaked for me was 40 year old virgin and after that after that it's just like every once in a while i'll see something but i don't go out of my way to see it anymore because i get so let down by comedy movies anymore because i just don't think they're as funny as they used to be and again that might just be an old man yelling at the cloud thing um uh, thunder was the last one that they were it was the last and i'm not saying like i'm I'm, it's a movie that I'd watch over and over and over again. And like I said, I'm not knocking you, Kyle, on it. Because like I said, everybody likes what they like, you know. But it was the last movie that was able to get away with it. If that makes sense. They were able to get away with it, but they did it smart. I know. And it was like they they were, like I said, it was the last movie where, because now comedy movies, everybody's afraid. Like they don't want to, they don't want to alienate people or whatever. So it's just like whatever, but it was the last like remember Downey's in blackface and well not, not blackface, that, but he's though. playing a black guy and they you never go full retard, you know, that type like yeah, that, you would never be able there. to do that. You'd never be able to do that shit now. No, you wouldn't. But it again, it's done in a context where you have these characters like the movie opens up and you're shown like five or six clips of like trailers for these characters. And they essentially, they're going to do a war movie and you, uh, Jack Black <laughs> I, is fucking funny. The scene where he's trying to they tie him to a tree because he's coming off of heroin because his character is an actor. And there's a scene where the bat steals his cocaine <laughs> You just see him in the background running around. It can be like, as people are having conversations, you hear him coming. He's like, "Is anybody gonna help me with this fucking bat?" <laughs> well, I will. I wrote down just like you did with used cars, Kyle. I wrote down watch Tropic Thunder. So I will yeah. watch Tropic Thunder on you guys's recommendation. But I've never seen it, yep. so I can't really comment on it. It. I don't want to spoil it. So, like I said, yeah, it's almost like the Batman Telltale series where I was like, dude, you're gonna, yeah, it's one of those. Just do yourself a favor, go watch it. You'll understand. Yeah, I agree. Well, the next thing on my list, it goes way back because those of you that know me know that I like really old shit sometimes too. And Aaron knows, just knows how big of a fan I am of the Marx Brothers and the Marx Brothers films. And I have two written down here on my list. They're my two favorite Marx Brothers movies. And if somebody's younger and has never taken the time because, you know, there are people who literally will be like, don't want to watch something because it's in black and white or it's old or whatever. And they don't think you have to see this because this is so funny. It's funnier than 90% of what's out now. Um, either you can start with one or the other. But if I'm going to give you two to watch, either watch, because they're my two favorite Marx Brothers movies, Animal Crackers or Horse Feathers. Okay. I've seen Animal I Crackers. I've never seen, never seen Horse Crackers, uh, the other one. The other Animal one. Crackers has one of my, like, 
I think one of the funniest. It would be in the top ten funniest fucking things that's ever been in cinema. And my dad even mentioned that when even when I was a kid, I would just be like on the ground, like laughing my ass off at it. Is when Harpo destroys the piano. Yes, and it becomes a harp. It's it, it, harp. it's insanity. It's fucking <laughs> insane. That dude's insane fucking humor was so way before his fucking time. Like it's fucking nuts. Um, the shit that dude would do, but yeah. Animal Crackers also has. One of the greatest songs ever. Hello, I must be going. I must be going. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what then, I, uh, I'd put that. I'd put that just under um, um, Lydia. Okay, yeah. Groucho songs. Lydia, Lydia, the encyclopedia. That that shit cracks me up. <laughs> mm-hmm. The and then horse feathers. Horse Feathers opens up with, and I had to write a couple of lyrics down just because, but it opens up with Marcho singing a song. Here's the opening, or one of the opening lines. Your proposition may be good, but let's get one thing understood. Whatever it is, I'm against it. <laughs> um, but yeah, just... Any any of the routines? I'll be honest with you; those movies, because they were made during that time where musical vaudeville, all of that. There are musical numbers and stuff in those movies that I fast forward through. Well, because they, the they con- it's it's. I know you're, they, they were they still could, doing. They, they were just, still doing movies then, like they were on the stage. And plus, they didn't just do. They couldn't just do straight up comedies. Like they had to have the romantic part of it because they wanted to get the late. Like, if mm-hmm. some guy looked at his girl and was like, "We're gonna go watch the Marx Brothers movies," and it's just Harpo destroying pianos and then blowing people's hats into the fucking grandstand or what? Like, yeah, it's uh, lunacy. Okay, kids aren't gonna go me, see it. But it's like, hey, we got this. Fine, fine tootsie. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to put the romantics part of it in there or whatever. And it also breaks. So that's what that was. It also breaks up the comedy. It's like anything like, again, I, I, I know for those fans out there, like for pro wrestling, you know, it's, it's funny how the two come together because you have to have that filler to take people on a journey mm-hmm. because it's emotional investment. And how can you bring someone to the highest of high if you don't take them down low and, and I think that's when comedy is done best when it happens. Agreed. When it happens naturally, you don't try to force it because there's a lot of movies. And I, I tell people to me, a movie like sausage party is not funny. It's contra- just to be controversial. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. not what it's about. It's not offensive to be offensive. Well, that's, that's why, and not to get off on a tangent and we'll get to Archie's next pick real quick but that's why i'm not a fan of um rob zombie flicks because to me rob zombie goes the gross to be gross yeah it's gross to be gross right you know i agree with that. um and, and it's just that's what happened know. it's what happened with the it's what happened with those hostile movies like the first hostels it's gross but it's kind of a story but like when they kept making them it just it's like oh how can we outgross that one you know mm-hmm. or like with saul it's like, well, Saw was okay, but now we got to make it grosser. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. Like Rated it. horror movies, I think, is Friday the 13th, the original. 
it's a very good horror movie. And like I said, it but it, it, not over the Halloween genre for me. Ron the Rob Zombie. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, he's no better. He's no better at movies than he is at music. But uh, <laughs> I don't mind his music. I don't, no, I don't like. I, I like Rob Zombie music. Yeah, I, I, I'm just not a fan of Rob Zombie in general. I guess. Fair enough. I like his music. Well, who's next? Archie. Uh, it's me. Um, strictly because I, I know Aaron mentioned Adam Sandler and and on some flattering light and whatnot, but going back to his early days, uh, I have to give my nod to Happy Gilmore. Yeah. You know. Um, Adam Sandler, I. Post Big Daddy was terrible. Right, everything he's done post right. Big Daddy is just trash. But no, Happy Gilmore is a great fucking movie. I, I always say this about him, Aaron. When he was playing the broke guy, he was funny as hell. Now that he's the rich entrepreneur, married to Selma Hayek, like he was in you know Grown Ups and thing, it's not as funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, my yeah my my last my last like. I guess I'd say for Adam Sandler's 50 First Dates, I think that's a good flick. And yeah. I, but that's that's also because I am a fan of Drew Barrymore and I like their chemistry together. Have um, you ever funny people with him and Seth Rogen? It's actually good, but it's 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 very sad too. When you I think I, had, I think I think to be honest with you, I don't think I have. I think I gave up on him by that point. That scene when Adam Sandler I gave up on him. Obstacle. Oh, <laughs> Seth Rogen's like, don't you do it. <laughs> I gave up on him when he decided that he was like, I'm going to be an actor. <laughs> no, but as like, far before as he was just like, I'm a, I'm a comedian and I'm doing movies. Right. And he's like, I'm an actor who used to be a comedian. But it's like, now I, but Happy Gilmore, Happy Gilmore is really, really good. Yeah. I mean, again, it's a quotable movie. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> you know. Go back to your shanties. <laughs> I got moved by a big crowd. That's my favorite. That's my favorite line of the whole fucking movie. Go back to your shanties. Favorite line of the whole fucking movie because he's just had enough. Like I had enough of Bigfoot's front. Yeah, that's uh, that's one. That's by far my favorite Adam Sandler movie. So. Kyle, you're up. Well, I'm gonna go right into um, kind of the same genre, Tommy Boy. Yeah, that's on my list. Not on my list as well. That Good is of that kind of humor. Like if you were to pick SNL in the '90s and put it into it's like Billy Madison, it's Tommy Boy, it's Happy Gilmore, it's it's all these movies that and they're done so well. Tommy Boy is, and it, it, this is going to sound sacrilegious, and it's not, it's not that I do not love planes, trains, and automobiles, but of that type of film, buddy comedy, road trip, yes, Tommy Boy is my favorite. Tommy Boy, and I, I love planes, trains, and automobiles. I absolutely love it. But Tommy Boy, to me, I think, I think it's, a, I think it's just because. I, I have a soft spot because I think we all do because we were around the same time. Your favorite, let's be honest, your favorite SNL cast is always the one from when you were like the age of 13 to 17. Yep. 
no matter who you talk to, that you oh, know, yeah. that the, the, no matter there's going to be kids right now that are 13 to 17 that say whoever that is on that show right now is their favorite. Our favorites right. are probably Spade, Rock, uh, Schneider, Dana, Dana Carvey, Chris Rock, yeah. Chris Bill Farley, Bill, oh, Norm, 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 Norm McDonald, right. But yeah, Tommy Boy, Norm, so many. I mean, it just even, that movie even just Tim hits. Meadows, who was a Saturday Night Lifer for the longest time, was good during his time with the, that cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in fact, like I do, I have a mark. Do I have a bruise? I mean, it hurts. Like not so much here, not really here, right here. So but can we give a, can we can we give a quick <laughs> shout out? And I'll let you I'll let you go, Kyle. But can we give a quick shout out? To Helen. God, you're sick. <laughs> um, Helen, you look like a Helen. Helen. Anyway. Um, when he's uh, doing the, the when he's um, playing out the, the the car crash or whatever and he comes up and his hair is all fucking crazy and he set shit on fire or whatever. Oh like, my God. <laughs> New guys oh in the my corner God. puking his guts out. Well, oh my God. And again, <laughs> for since we're here, you brought up Lane Trains and Automobiles. Obviously, that's on my list as well for a buddy comedy that I mean, and again, I'm not trying to take people's names, but we are getting close to the thing, but like, even like Dumb and Dumber, those kind of movies, like mm-hmm. the, that buddy cop, not even buddy cop, but like that buddy road trip type of movie like right. that. Oil, oil and water characters, but like, and not to get, I mean, we talked about Tommy Boy, but like my two favorite parts of planes, trains, and automobiles are obviously when Steve Martin's like, I want my fucking car. Right, fucking now. The way he says "fucking," and then when they're drunk in the hotel room, and John Candy's giggling, and he goes into the bathroom, and then he comes back out of the bathroom and giggles again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! When he gets out of the the shower, and all the fucking towels are yeah, yeah, dry off with the washcloth. That's not a pillow. <laughs> yeah, but I, want, I want my fucking car. Right. Fucking. Right. Fucking. So no. uh, but yeah, Tommy Boy, instant classic. So uh, good. Is that for me, Dad? No, son. That's for me. <laughs> Everybody, Rob Lowe. Don't forget about fucking Rob Lowe in that oh, movie. Yeah, He's Rob fucking Lowe hilarious that in that yeah. movie. Not good. I love the scene when where his fu- when his fucking shirt gets sucked up that tube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was wonderful. I love movie. when that. I love when that. I love when that sign breaks and cuts that dog's chain. He's just like not good. <laughs> that, my favorite scene is when he's in the courtroom and he's like. He's like all these road flares or whatever. It cuts to that guy that he sold the brake pads to, and he's like, he's like, honey, there's a crazy man on here trying to blow up something. He's like, yeah, weren't we watching Wheel of Fortune? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm weren't we watching Wheel of Fortune? Or when, <laughs> when they find out David Spade's Boris character has in. the toupee? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Don't say anything. The whores came in. <laughs> hey, Richard, what's your favorite little rascal? <laughs> Is it Alpha? Is it Alpha or, or Spanky? Guy, what do you know? He's like, you know which way the way room is? Yeah, you know which way the gym is? Yeah, don't worry, I'll find it. Good uh, shit. So let me see. I've got, so we've not Tommy Boy off my list, so I've got I've got a couple of more. Yeah, I have two and, left. Um, the first of which and I think Aaron and I actually talked about this on a podcast already when we talked about the underrated movies. Raising Arizona. That was on my list, and I removed it for another another movie. Really, Very good movie. Never seen it. No. Really? Yeah. You have more homework, Kyle. Because yeah, write cause... that down too, buddy. Yeah. Raising Ari- cool. Raising Arizona is one of the great great comedy movies ever made. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. Okay. <laughs> so we're not gonna spoil we're not gonna spoil anything for Kyle. We 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 figured you had more than you could handle. So <laughs> just steal a baby. <laughs> Son, you got a panty on your head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Aaron, you're up next time. One, two. I don't know how you guys have less than I do. Maybe because some of yours got knocked off. Yeah, yeah. some of yours um, got knocked off. So I can just rattle a couple of mine off if you guys want. Go for it. Whatever you want to do. Um, Super Troopers. Super Troopers is very good. Very good. Do you know how I know that's one of the greatest? Do you know how I know that's one of the greatest comedies ever made? How? Not only because I think it is, but there was a random day where um, my mom and my stepdad came down to Van Wert or whatever, and. it was just like a random Saturday, and the whole family just watched Super Troopers, and everybody laughed. Yeah, like everybody. Like it's like it's an it's like entire generation of our family sitting in a room, and everybody's laughing at the fucking movie. Wait, like it appeals Bart, to everybody. When Verva brings in the coffee for the rookie. Yep. <laughs> oh goddamn it! I'll just take it. She's like, "Got you good, you fucker." <laughs> Where'd you get it's powdered Canadian, sugar? Canadian tuxedo from. And he's like, it's powdered sugar. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> Will it spit to you? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> like for a cop, he's like, "Tells that me he don't spit in it." Leader <laughs> <laughs> cola. We have leader of cola. Leader of cola. Safe car ramrod. Safe car ramrod. Safe car ramrod. You didn't say it. Ramrod. I didn't. <laughs> um. So um. Oh, meow. Meow. <laughs> He's like twenty-five dollars. I'll call him a chicken fucker. He goes up to the car. He's like license registration chicken fucker. It's like what? <laughs> Um. So I'll give. How many did you say you had left, Kyle? Uh, I've got two. 
Arch, you have two? Yes. Nate? I have one left and then an honorable mention. Okay. Um, I'll crank out two more then. Um, and we already talked about Mel a lot, so we don't need to talk about this movie too much, but uh, History of the World. The Ethiopian Shimsham. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite Mel Gibson or Mel Gibson, Mel, Mel Brooks movie. I didn't know he was in that History movie. <laughs> well, okay. yeah, that's my that's that's my favorite one. Um, well, um, I'm gonna go ahead and knock uh, mine off real fast, just because it's Mel Brooks as well. But for me, that movie that got me into Mel Brooks was Spaceballs. Another good choice. Imagine, imagine eleven-year-old me. It's like you see Star Wars, and then it's like I'm just renting anything with fucking space in it, and I come across right. a movie that I'm just like, what? and that's where I, I love Star Brooks. Wars, but funny. <laughs> um, when will then be now? Soon. <laughs> we ain't found shit. We ain't found shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but go ahead, Aaron. Uh, hold on, real quick. Did anybody watch that bullshit History of the World remake on Hulu? No, I didn't even know they did that. Oh God, yes, they made it into a, a TV series on Hulu. It was a four-night event. Some of, were Mel Brooks. Some of the sketches were funny, and it was funny at the beginning where Mel Brooks was like right. fit, right. But it was really, really There were a couple bad. funny things on it. Nothing great. But it was, trying, nothing Mel Brooks it was trying to do. It was trying to do Mel Brooks stuff in an era where you're not allowed to offend people. Right. Exactly. Thank you. Um, so you guys want me to give another one? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Uh, office Space. Very office. good. That's my stapler. Office Space was... Uh, I left it off because I knew somebody would mention it because it is, I mean, so funny. So funny. Like, yeah. There's no, there, there's no movie that you can compare it to, if that makes sense. I agree with you on that. It's a one of a kind. Nobody's like remade it or was never a remake from something else. And every character's funny. Yes. And honest to God, I actually had when I worked for uh, when I worked for GameStop. I actually had a regional manager that was exactly like Bill Lumberg. Like he literally said, "Yeah, if you could go on ahead and blah 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 blah." Like literally, this guy exists. And that's what's great about Mike Judge is that he's he puts characters in his shit that everybody knows that person. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you watch King of the Hill, everybody knows somebody like the guy, like every character yep. from King of the Hill. Yep. Yep. It's like it, it, yeah, but Office Space, like I said, there's just nothing like it. It's super quotable. Everybody's funny in it. And it's just a fantastic movie. What would, Nelson, and, what would you do if you, if you had a million dollars? Tell you what I do. Two chicks at once. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the the subplot the subplot of um of uh why am i forgetting his name 
uh, stapler guy. Oh, um, God, I can't remember his name. Well, just the subplot of the fact that he's he's uh, still there, but he hasn't been on payroll Milton. forever. Like, mm -hmm. Milton, yes, Milton. Milton, yes. Played by the great Stephen Root. Another guy that can do anything. I could burn the, I could burn the building down. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm gonna burn. I'm gonna burn. I'll burn the, I'll burn the building down. <laughs> burn the building down. Yeah. But nobody <laughs> listens to him. And then he actually does it. And then he actually does it. It's like a matter of I say, I'll burn this place to the ground. <laughs> he's got so much rage, but he's so calm. Yeah. It's a it's a swing it's a swing line and um but um Archie. Yes, next on my list, although I, I seem to live this movie a lot week to week, is Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. Mm. Oh man, what a good fucking movie. Yeah. Man, um I'm a huge Bill Murray fan. I got to meet him recently at an airport. And, of course, I gushed. But this movie, like I said, I live it on a weekly basis. I always have two or three days that run together that feel like the same day. But that goddamn just... Sonny and Cher song keeps playing <laughs> yeah. on the radio. <laughs> when, he, when he runs over and saves the kid falling out of the tree, and you'll thank me tomorrow. Maybe I won't be here to catch <laughs> You know what I mean? It's, you it's, know, it really, it's just you, funny you, all the way around. You brought up being a fan of Murray. Um, my favorite, like, because people actually post their fan interactions with Bill Murray. Mm -hmm. And my favorite one is this girl told this story about how <clears throat> her and her friend were eating at a restaurant in Los Angeles. That's a funny story. <laughs> and Bill Murray was in the restaurant. And as he went to leave, <laughs> he walked past their, uh, brought past their table. He stopped at their table. He picked up a French fry off the girl's plate, dumped it in the ketchup, and ate the French fry, and then looked at her straight in the face and went, nobody will ever believe you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but that movie's great. That movie's so good. Yes. Bill Murray, guys, the... <sighs> Again... I, I don't know. I'm not trying to say um, no spoilers for Ghost, Ghostbusters, the new one, but if you've seen it, that look. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Only he can deliver. Mm -hmm. well, just, other I, than uh, there, there's a couple. There's, I'm sorry. Yeah, no good. There, there's a couple movies where he plays a character. Like, what about Bob? He's playing a character in that movie. What about but one of my favorite night? Like I agree. Like ninety nine percent of Bill Murray's movies, he's just playing Bill Murray. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like he's not like yeah, he's got a character, but he's just playing Bill Murray. It's kind of like Vince Vaughn. Like Vince Vaughn has, doesn't have very good actor like acting. <laughs> he plays Vince Vaughn just with a name, you get a different name, and that's what Bill Murray does. When Zombie Landy literally plays himself. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, was like, I'm sorry, Mr. Murray. I'm sorry, Mr. Murray. I think at this point you can just call me Bill. <laughs> <laughs> You've already shot me. The Mr. Murray's out the door. <laughs> the fact that he lets him dress up in the suit and everything and they're acting it out. <laughs> 
It's funny that Bill Murray's one of the last guys alive. <laughs> like in the zombie yeah. apocalypse, Bill Murray's. It's kind of like at the end of Mars Attacks. Like all these people are dead, but Tom Jones is one of the last surviving yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, you brought it up. Brought it up, so let's go ahead and talk about it because it's gonna knock it off my list. But Mars Attacks is Oh shit. Oh Jesus. Jesus. What a funny fucking movie. I talked to And you know what the great you know what the greatest you know what the greatest thing about that movie is? Um oh what's the guy it's not Ving Rames. I know exactly who you're talking about. James Brown. Jim Brown, football player, Jim Brown. Other than him, everybody in that movie's a piece of shit. <laughs> At the end of the day, the kids aren't. Yeah, the kids aren't. You're right, but all of of all of the adults and Jack Nicholson playing the characters that he plays is great. The way he dies as president, Jesus yep. Christ! Actually, both the ways um, he dies in that movie. Yeah. Um. It was my first introduction to Natalie Portman too, and I'm like, "Whoo! Hey there, good lord." That's a good um, looking, like when I was a kid, and I was like, "That's a good looking girl." And then she got older. I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" But anyway, right. okay. So I'll do the last movie on my list proper, and then I'll throw in my honorable mention that I don't think anybody would mention, but maybe. All right, I only have two on my regular list, so we're good. We're good with time. I've got the one. Last, the last one on my list proper is Monty Python's Life of Brian. Well, now I only have one on my list. <laughs> That's my favorite am, Monty Python movie. I am not a ever. religious man. I think religious religion is hokum. And Life of Brian is a great... It's not only a funny movie, but it's also a great commentary on how, how people just get caught up in, you know, like, just the way people are following Brian around. Oh. Like he loses his shoes or whatever, and they're like, "He's yeah. ascended, he's ascended." Oh, no, there he is. There yeah. he is. Or they they do shit that you don't think about. Like if this was real, you haven't got a womb. Like when, you, like when Jesus is giving the Sermon on the Mount or whatever, and there's people all the way in the back. They're like, "What's he saying?" I can't, can't hear, hear you in the he back. Yeah, can you speak up? Can't hear you in the back. Apparently, the meek will inherit the earth. Well, that's good. They've had a rough go of it. <laughs> this is my favorite line in the whole fucking movie. Money. That's just a throwaway line, but it's the funniest fucking line in the whole movie. I, I'm not. Oh, a they've bit, had a rough go of it. I am not a uh, a connoisseur of a lot of Monty Python. I've seen some stuff here and there, but there is one that I have seen that always cracks me up, and it's uh, the story of uh, Death of Mary, Queen of Scots. Yeah. <laughs> Are you married? <laughs> I am. Hmm. One of my favorite Pythons. Oh, sorry, Nate. I was just going to say, one of my favorite little things is um, Graham Chapman dressed up as the woman. <laughs> and he goes, I mean... I'm I'm sick of all this sex on the telly. I mean, I keep falling off. Right <laughs> in thirty seconds, the penguin on your television is going to explode. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, say, okay, real quick. My um, two my, my two oh, sorry my 
my two favorite Monty Python skits ever are um, Arthur Two Sheds Jackson. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's an author that's on a show and he's just trying to talk about his book. But all any all the interview wants interviewer wants to talk to him about is the fact that he has two sheds. And by like like he thinks his book's up there, but then his sheds are up there. He's like, hey, that's a shed. I see my shed. And like all they want to do is like, why do you have two sheds? And turns out it's just because he needed somewhere to write or whatever. And he's like, I wish I would have never bought the second shed. And then the guy interviewing goes, Well, then you'd just be Arthur One Shed Jackson. <laughs> Fucking love that. Do you guys and remember? then my second favorite. Oh, sorry. My second favorite one. My second favorite one is um, the fu- the funniest joke ever written. That when you read it, you die laughing. And they used it in World War II. So like the British soldiers, like <laughs> the Germans will be coming and they'll hold up the sign, and then the Germans read it and they're like, ha, ha, and they just like keel over laughing. And you're like the soldiers aren't allowed to look at the joke. And they said there was like there was like um, friendly fire because somebody like. One of the soldiers accidentally read it and died laughing. It's, it's fucking great. There was a there was a show like like because I was introduced to SNL through Comedy Central. There's a show on usually after called Kids in the Hall. You guys ever seen Kids in the Hall? No, Kids oh, in yeah. the Hall, big Kids in the Hall fan. One of my one of my favorite things like they come on there like ladies and gentlemen in an effort to deal with time restraints we're going to just go ahead and cut to the punchline of the joke it's just a man in a scuba suit slapping another man with a salmon <laughs> kids in the hall was very um python-esque like yes you could tell they were huge python fans like just off the wall weird shit yep. same way it's like i'd attribute to kind of like second city Yep. Right. Where it's like it's not popular humor. It's like the shit that like weird people like, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. So can I really quick and then I'll finish up. Can I really quick do my one honorable mention? Yes. Whether you think it's a comedy or not, when I was a kid, I didn't think it was a comedy. But now I know it's a comedy and that's what I watch it as. And 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 the ensuing the ensuing television series is also a comedy now, and it wasn't to me as a kid. But my honorable mention is the 1960s Batman film. Oh my god. Oh yeah. yeah. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. The entire 1960s Batman run is a comedy. It's the campiest, greatest fucking shit ever. <laughs> It's so good. And that movie is, you know, as a kid, I thought I'm watching Batman. As an adult, as I grew up and and discovered humor and discovered what camp is and all of that, man, I can watch that movie and laugh my ass off. Bat shark repellent, repellent bat spray. They just happen to have shark repellent. Robin passed down the bat repellent shark spray. The heels, they they have a cooler that they want you to look into. And it says top secret cooler. Yes. <laughs> that movie is so fucking funny. So funny. And like nobody who has an alter ego 
<laughs> you can you can obviously tell that it's that other than Batman, you can obviously tell like the Russian girl and Robin, like everybody just I, I, it's so funny. It is such a funny movie. And Batman's not in shape. <laughs> not all is he in shape. <laughs> and that man, that scene where he's trying to get rid of the bomb. And everywhere he goes, there's like, yep. there's like, there's like a parade. A baby. There's, there's a children. Parade. <laughs> there's ducks. There was ducks. Right. <laughs> they basically brought you a live action cartoon. <laughs> right. But yeah, I the couldn't go. I, 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 could, I couldn't go talking about comedy without talking about that movie. Yep. Best guy to play it too. Yeah. I don't even know what else Adam West did. Yeah, me either. I, he he did. I'm sure he had like a huge career. I'm sure he, he had a huge some, career, but I don't know what he else did, he did. He did some serious acting before Batman, but after that, he pretty much got you know. He played Batman yep. on some animated series, and obviously, he played Mayor Adam West on Family Guy. I was going to say that's one of my favorite stories of a celebrity ever. Is they wanted Mayor Adam West on Family Guy, I and cannot- Seth MacFarlane had his number. So he called Adam West because he wanted him to come and do the show, you know, and he was going to pitch it to him. And he said, Adam, what are you doing right now? Like finding out if he was like on a show or whatever. But he was like, hey, Adam, it's it's Seth MacFarlane. He was like, hello, Seth. And and MacFarlane was like, hey, Adam, what are you doing right now? He's like, I'm pouring dog food into a bowl. He's like, no, I mean, like, do you have a job right now? <laughs> like, he was just a matter of fact, this is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> right now, as we speak. <laughs> and he said, the minute he said that to me, I was like, I need this guy on my show. Like, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's a I great tell, fucking movie. Um, if, you, if you've loved that, there is... Um, so back in 2016, around there, they did a bunch of uh, animated versions of Batman 66, continuing that story, like with the and they brought back Adam West and uh, the guy who played Robin, Burt Ward or whatever, Ward. to do the voices and stuff, and they're really really good. They kind of yes. do. So if you're a fan of that, it's definitely yeah. something to check out. Yeah, if you have Max, you can watch it on Max. I can't remember what it's actually called, but yes, you can find it. Oh. And then, like I said, uh, All right, so I don't anybody know, have any more? I have one left that I'll bring in. Um, I mean, again, it's like bringing a franchise, but Vacation, National Lampoon's Vacation. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, see, I, um, Kyle, you said that was like a franchise. I'd lump that all in. It's like the same movie. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. And like, I'm giving you credit on. I'm not saying like, you know, whatever. But um, there's a lot of like comedy franchises where it tapers <laughs> off and it's not funny after a while or whatever. Every one of those is funny. Oh no, they're all they're all hysterical. Moose outside should have told you. And that's the thing people say that from what they say, like, Chevy Chase is a prick and he's an asshole, but, like, is it that or is that he's not going to accept anything less than what is funny, you know? Yeah, yeah, super funny guy. Uh, later, dudes. 
Um, he, those movies that just the Griswold family and especially Clark, just like what do I want to say? You know, we talk about sometimes like you watch movies or you watch sitcoms or whatever, and there'll be a character that's surrounded by idiots. <laughs> Clark Griswold is a character where other than his immediate family, his wife and his two kids is surrounded by idiots. Yep. But he's also an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's that, well, again, I mean, Aaron brought up earlier, but all the <coughs> it's that lovable buffoon that doesn't know he's not doing, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. it's center. He's a good guy. At the heart of it, he's a good guy. But and you can't. I mean, Chevy's Chevy's deadpan delivery of things. I don't know. Probably him and Bill Murray probably have the best deadpan delivery ever of the two of them. Yep. Yeah, and um, they how you were saying like everybody there's also like. They're all surrounded by idiots or whatever. Um, the only one that's not an idiot, and I'm sorry that I'm forgetting blanking on her name right now. Beverly um, D'Angelo? Well, yeah, her real name. That's I the I'm saying her character's name. Yeah, oh, Ellen, like her character's Ellen name is. Well. Yeah, she's the only one that's not an idiot. Yeah. She's surrounded by morons, and she's just like, whatever. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, vacation. Um, Next stop, ball of mud. It's the granddaddy. I'm gotta get to cousin Eddie's. Well, if you'd rather see your cousin Eddie than a giant ball of mud, that's fine. <laughs> I think when he's about to jump into the pool, he's like, "This is crazy. This is crazy. This yep. is crazy." Um, <laughs> um, you know the scene oh, that's where <laughs> you know the scene where he gets pulled over by the cop mm -hmm. and they're pulling him over because he drugged the dog or whatever. Yeah. Um, Chevy wanted that scene to be where they panned out to the road and down the road there was just a long streak of just blood that would have been pretty bad and they were like we can't do that right like we just have to be able to put it in the people's like minds of what you did like we can't show all of it Rush take the dog for a walk he bites that bite him back Bite him back. <laughs> when he's sitting there eating the sandwich, he's like, I think the dog pissed on the cooler. Yep. He's acting all cool with a sandwich for Christy Brinkley. Then in <laughs> Vegas vacation, Vegas vacation, um, um, Eddie's daughter's talking to Clark's daughter and is like, um, I French kissed. And she's like, so what? Everybody has. But my daddy says I'm the best. My daddy says I'm the <laughs> best. As a child watching this movie, I didn't understand what that meant. As I got older, I went, "Oh." <laughs> but it's also oh. funny when she's walk when it's also funny when she's walking up and everybody's kind of looking at her cuz she's like hot or whatever. And then she's just like that kind of hot out here. <laughs> don't, don't think impure thoughts about your cousin Russ. <laughs> People people sleep on Vegas vacation. That's a funny ass movie. No, the, the whole the, every one of them. Chris, I watch Christmas Vacation when it's not Christmas. Me too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. 
and that's European vacation is underrated in my opinion because of how much craziness goes on in that movie. Are you happy, Clark? She's dead. <laughs> well, and one of one of the greatest monologues in a comedy movie ever is Christmas Vacation when he gets the fucking jelly of the month club. Jelly thing. of the month. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the eggnog? The but just the, no, where's the Tylenol? Where's the, where's the Tylenol? Fix the Yolog. <laughs> or well, when the, the fucking, I mean, just the, even the shit that happens off screen in that movie. <laughs> With the cat right. or the, the fucking up. old dude, old dude burning up the Christmas tree or what? I mean, just it's all every, every bit of all of those movies is fantastic. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. The last one on my list uh, that I'll throw out there. Uh, and I'll, I know I said that my first one was my favorite, but this is a movie that I will watch whenever it's on. And I even have a DVR because of how many memories it brings back. Dom DeLuise and Fatso. I don't know Man, I have not I have not watched that movie in a long time. I'm going to add that to my Tropic Thunder list. I don't think I've... Man, yes. It's amazing. From the minute the movie started. You've never seen Fatso before with Dom DeLuise? I don't think so. No. If I had a pen, I'd write that down. Well, it's from the beginning of the movie, you know. He, cousin Sal was my favorite cousin. He always had something to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what in front of the Godfather? No. No. No? Okay. No. And then, you know, like I said, it's just, it's all around every, that's a movie I can quote. You don't know how to run your plate, Junior. I'll have to watch this movie. Yeah, because that oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm definitely. I have not. To be honest with you, Archie, I haven't watched that movie in fucking twenty years. I forgot. I, I didn't forget about it, but I just. Whenever I'm really bored and it's the middle of the night and I got insomnia, I watch it. Yeah. I just um, look it up. As silly as it sounds, speaking of Dom, Dom DeLuise, just mm-hmm. what a what a great comedic actor he was. Oh yeah. Um, today I got on this kick of I wanted to watch like dark animated films from when I was a kid that I liked because you know when you were a kid there were so many Disney movies and stuff that all your friends liked and shit, but I liked the stuff like Watership Down and The Last Unicorn that were like dark animated right. movies and right. one of the ones one of the ones that i really liked when i was a kid was secret of nim okay and dom DeLuise plays the crow in the secret of nim and for a cartoon his vocal acting was even funny right i grew up um, hail and bible goes west and you know all dogs go to heaven so what I was going to bring up is 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 uh, the uh, FIFO goes west is kind of comedic, but is that first FIFO? Would you consider that like a dark cartoon comedy movie? Yes, yes, absolutely, definitely, definitely. All right, no, I like Dom, that one. I don't think there's a Dom DeLuise movie that I don't like. I mean, Cannonball Run, uh, uh, he, every Mel Brooks movie he was in, uh, Rob, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. You know what I mean? Yep. So, there's not a bad Dom DeLuise movie, in my opinion. No, I don't no. think they make cartoons anymore. Where like, by the end of it, the characters like one of the characters is just murdered. 
No. No. They want it. All dogs go to all dogs go to heaven. The dog is murdered. Yeah, I like, mean, that's the punchline. I'm like a mob guy. You know what I mean? Like it's like Jesus Christ, what the fuck is going on? Watch, watch uh Punchbox of Dog. Basically, the priest can't handle the fact that he has sexual feelings for this basic this gypsy that he throws himself off a cliff into the pits of hell. <laughs> wow, this is yeah. This, that's what that's what cartoons need now. Some murder. Some murder. <laughs> no more of these happy endings. We need murder. No, we yeah, murder. We went, the, we went to the fucking store or the store. We went to the movies and watched Mamie's mom get shot. Right. We watched Brave Little Toaster. We watched. <laughs> oh, fucking uh, Fox and the Hound. The gimmick yep. of that is by the end of it, the fo- the Hound's like, you gotta go, Fox. Like, my whole job now is to, like, kill you. Like, you gotta leave or I'm gonna have to end up offing you. Like, it's, it's nuts. But anyway, am I the only one with a movie left? I believe so, sir. Yes. Alright, so we're gonna... We're going to end this with talking about quotable movies. And I don't know if there's a more quotable movie than Friday. Good. Friday. I'm, I'm honestly surprised that this didn't get brought up. Oh, Friday, Friday's Friday's on my, on my list. It's not on my proper list because I thought somebody would bring it up. Because that you're just—I don't know. He thought she would look like Janet Jackson. She showed up looking like Freddie Jackson. She got out of the car looking like Freddie Jackson. Yeah, she got out of the car looking like Freddie Jackson. Just the scene with Chris with Chris Tucker and the chickens, or um, <laughs> he's gonna cry in the car on the way home. Cry in the car. <laughs> 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 he, my grandma, my grandma, my grandma, that chain. And then when he runs away, he's got like slinky arms or whatever. Oh, God. The sound Does of the become car a child. Alarm he's chirp? got slinky arms. The sound of the car alarm chirp is the best part of it because it's like it's not necessary, but it's there because it's funny. Right. I, I think it's Tucker just and he's not being like crazy smoky at that point. He's just like he's going to cry in the car on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> When the old man's like, just, no. You got a problem with me, old man? No. <laughs> my neck, my back, my neck and my back. Like, how many people have not said that when they fell? <laughs> like, when they weren't actually, like, anybody our age, when you're not actually hurt and you fall down, you're just like, my neck, my back, my neck and my back. Um, I mean, my favorite... Just, Oh, I don't even want to say favorite, but the one I use the most. No, the one I use the most <laughs> is actually in my house. Okay. I go to make dinner, and I'm like, "Man, we ain't never gonna set of nothing in this house. <laughs> Peanut butter, no jelly, ham, no burger, Kool Aid, no sugar. Yes, man, we ain't never gonna set of nothing in this house. I use that all the time. You want me to go to? Some sugar, yes. How come every time I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen? <laughs> That's my house. 
<laughs> but um, I, I love what he's like. How are you going to get fired on your job? They say you did. Uh, stealing boxes. Why are you stealing boxes, man? What are you going to build? A motherfucking clubhouse? <laughs> Aaron, he never said I didn't do it. He knew they caught him. He knew he was in trouble. <laughs> what are you doing, motherfucker? Building, building a clubhouse? <laughs> 20, 40, 60, 80, 100, 100, 100. Nigga, that's a hundred dollars. Big perm, big worm, big worm. Literally, that movie held such a high regard during that time in my life that at that time in my life, I worked at um, some, uh, some people might be too young to know this name, but I worked at what, a store called Musicland. I was in high school, which became Sam Goody and now is out of business because I'm old. But anyway, <laughs> literally everybody that we had a thing, we worked there and we called each other perm. And to this day, to this day, when I have because I still have contact with a couple of the girls and one of the guys that I worked with there. When I message them or they message me, hey, perm, what's up? Like perm, literally big perm. Like perm became part of my vernacular because of that movie. We call the five, the four of us call each other perm. That's what we call each other. And that fucking movie is just from beginning to end, fucking hilarious. And um, I'm not gonna near say that I grew up in a city as big as Los Angeles or whatever, but living in it, growing up in a city you understand that that's that's just how life is you know what mm -hmm. i mean like you go house to house with people you don't really call you don't call really anybody by their own name no like their real name the, the only person i think they even have like a name for is craig you know like everybody else is like Smokey or debo or this person or that person like everybody's got a fucking nickname and it's just a fucking well-written movie and it's. I almost said the animal, like I, I don't know, like I think it might it might be the funniest movie on my list. I think. Now that I'm looking at my list, I'm like that might be the fucking funniest movie on my list. Hard it's, it's a great fucking movie. Wrote that after he left the NWA. It took him that many years to get that script together, and he did a fantastic job because it is it's still one of the funniest movies I've ever watched. And when I do watch I miss Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> All these kids now, um, it's not so much a thing anymore. Like a couple of years ago, there were like kids that were like, bye, Felicia. And they didn't even have any fucking they didn't idea know what they were quoting. Nope. They had no fucking idea. It's like, you don't even know what you're quoting. They don't know who Felicia <laughs> is. <laughs> like, oh, you think that's so original? That's been out since what ninety six. <laughs> Let me borrow your radio. I don't know. I'm just gonna be standing there with my Jinko jeans, being like, "Is it cool again?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Friday brings like like Friday brings me back to the the um last great era in my mind. Um, like I think what Archie said, like talk, like 
recording the music off the TV with your boombox and right. like there wasn't internet. There wasn't well, I mean there was internet, but you know what I mean? Like there wasn't good internet. <laughs> yeah, we, but just like the last great <laughs> era of you just you leave your house and nobody knows where the fuck you're at once you walk out of your house. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just out of the house now. And, and I, it's just top to bottom. It's a great fucking movie. And everybody does great in it. And I also think it's a movie that um, I know it's a it's a black culture movie, but it's a movie that I think anybody can relate to that doesn't yeah. have like a lot of money. It, it, you know, everybody. All that shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Relate to it because the story is there where it's about hanging with your friends and just dealing with life about one day. It's like clerks. And everybody's a character. Right. Yeah. Right. And that whole when Smokey's got to take a shit and he can't get in his house. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Smokey. Why does that keep this between me and you? Yeah, no problem. Hey, everybody, Smokey's over here taking a shit. I ain't gonna tell nobody else. And you know what? Tell you know what? To be perfectly honest with you, talking about that movie or anything else he's ever been in, even the shit he did with Jackie Chan and stuff. Um, I don't know if any 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 I don't want to say anybody, but one of the most recognizable comedic deliveries is Chris Tucker. It is. You know what I mean? Like when you it's when you, when you want to funny, and that's what I'm saying. Like just in movie wise, we were talking about Chevy Chase and Bill Murray deadpan earlier with the over the top, like high pitched. Chris like Chris, Tucker. Chris Tucker's delivery is amazing. It's so funny. Like he could probably say something that isn't funny, and I would still laugh. You want to watch some good shit? Watch him talking about his friendship with Michael Jackson. It's insane. And, um, like, not even talking about Friday. It's like on Rush Hour when he's talking to that old Chinese man or whatever. He's like, You want to wind up in prison? You want to be that old guy in prison? Well, your best friend's going to be a mouse. And <laughs> <laughs> when you hear him say it, you're like, He's right. Like every prison movie, some old dude is in prison forever and his best friend's just some mouse that he found. <laughs> Your best friend's gonna be a mouse. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing is the when you have a movies that can make you reminisce on good times and stuff, it, it, it helps. It helps. Um, and I think that's the point of like with these comedies, like with these comedies, like Friday. A lot of the, the a, a lot of the good humor in Friday is just. Um, Smokey and Craig sitting outside of Craig's house watching the neighborhood. Right, and talking, right. And I remember that as a kid. Like, Nate and I grew up on Chestnut Street in Toledo, and me and our buddies and Nate, and everybody would just sit outside and fucking watch shit happen. It's it's good shit. Love that fucking movie. Well, I I think that's a wrap, guys. Sounds good. All right, we got like we got longest two and a half hours. Yeah, longest episode we've done in a while. 
So I guess I'll say this, make it quick, but does anybody have parting words for our listeners this week? Each other. Be good to each other. Go watch the comedy. Now it's time for my 45-minute rant. No. Uh, (laughs) Continue to support uh, WNR, all the great shows and content we have on here, especially Reliving the Extreme. We can't wrestle podcast, the Soprano cast, and uh, the uh, Justified uh, podcast as well. Did I say that right? Is it Justified? It's just a cast. Just a cast. Okay. But you and, got uh, it. We're talking about the TV justified. show Justified. All right. Quick, Aaron, what uh, What was the What was the match that we watched? Um, what was the pay per view? If the fans want to look that up, and they know it was British Bulldogs. Uh, I don't know if it's out, I don't know if it, I don't know if the whole card's on there. I'm, I'm gonna look it up, but the the name of the show was International Bash '89. And if we go to that YouTube page where that sh- that match was posted, and that whole card isn't there, we can say, "Man, y'all ain't never gonna set a nothing on this page." <laughs> and that being said, we'll see you next week, everybody. Next time around, oh, bulldog, no. Yeah, <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all got Rock and Roll Express and Bulldogs, but no Stan Hansen. No Stan Hansen. Y'all got Bulldogs, no Jaggers. <laughs> hot, hot, no dog. All right, oh, we're gonna sign Irwin. off. We'll see everybody next time Bye. around on the Weekend at Wrestle podcast. Thank you to my co-hosts. Thank you to our listeners, and have a great week, everybody.